Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 127 of the Xbox Era podcast. I'm Sika Mechanico, or according to the description, Johnny Mechanico, and I'm joined as always by Special Nick. Oh, what's going on? Uh, Nick, I've noticed that this episode is titled in a rather egotistical manner, which is not <laughs> not normally becoming of that's, you. That's completely <laughs> unlike me. Completely uncharacteristic. <laughs> Uh, yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, yep, yep. You just, you just, you just crack your knuckles. Oh, well, I mean, live crack. I, I, I told everyone. I said, "How could I give a clue about an Iron Man game without giving away that it's an Iron Man game?" Wouldn't it be like great how... if it was an Iron Man game? I think it was a pretty big clue, bro. Because <laughs> in my head, I was about to say it's something that I myself am extremely excited for, and everyone knows I love Iron Man, That's and true. I've been talking about an anthem based iron man game for like a year so how do i give away how do i give that clue without completely giving away that it's an iron man game like do you feel everyone knows me too well so i have to just shut my mouth and say nothing so i could say anything (laughs) what am i supposed to do are you pleased though are you pleased oh god i'm so i'm so excited i can't believe there's going to be an iron man game that theoretically should feel and play like anthem it's going to be the greatest superhero game ever. Wow. Unless they completely screw it up somehow. It is EA. I know, but... Uh, anyway, we'll talk we'll about see. it in a sec. We'll yeah, absolutely. But Iron Man's, Iron Man's cool. He's, he's probably one of the best superheroes. Like, ah, he's, he's not really a hero. You know, he's not really super. He's just really rich and full of armor. So I'm all for it. Like Batman. Kind yeah, of like, like Batman. Batman. Yeah, kind of like hmm. a, a, an egotistical Batman. I see why you like yes. him, actually, now I think of yeah. it. <laughs> it's a lot of character traits you admire. Mm. Um, oh, look, everyone's here. The community's here. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning in and watching g'day, on g'day. Saturday evening. Um, yeah. I've been playing a lot Sunday of morning. video games. Saturday, Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I've been playing a lot of video games this week. Uh, what about you? Have you been playing much? I started Deathloop since it came to Game Pass. It's not bad. I don't mind it. Mm, it does remind it. me. It does remind me a lot of Dishonored. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of Dishonored. Um, if any of you, I don't know if any of you have played, and more specifically, I, I can't put my finger on why, but more specifically, it reminds me of Death of the Outsider. Yeah. Like I've, I've played, played Dishonored. Death of the Outsider, so. Oh, I know. See, I've, I've played Dishonored. Um, and I've played Death of the Outsider, and this reminds me a lot more of Death of the Outsider. And that's fine. That's a good game. So, but yeah, it's uh, I, not bad, Deathloop. It's not bad. I, I like the time loop stuff. I still feel that the shooting doesn't feel quite right. Yeah, it's okay. I, I, and it actually worries. It's okay, but it worries me a little bit. And I know this is concern. For Redfall. Yeah. Like here's here's my here's my slight criticism is if you're going to make a game where shooting is your primary mechanism for interaction, yeah, and then you don't mm. nail that, it can make a great game just merely an okay game. Oh yeah, of course. Like, it, and and that worries me. Like it, it's got that perfect dark zero. My uh, cursor yeah, doesn't yeah, go yeah. quite where I expect it, you know, intuitively to go, just based on muscle yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that that's a good point. Irritates me, and you know, I guess that 
it, it segues me a little bit into what I've been playing quite a lot of <laughs> over the last couple of days, which is Proteus, which I played a bit mm. of on PC and I've been enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, now it's landed on Xbox as well. Um, that's a really cool game. Like there's so yeah, many everyone, delightful pixel animations. It. It's really good. It's the do. Mm. I think I saw one official Fred was like, "It's the doomiest doom that has ever been doomed." Like it's, mm. it's just chunky and it's tight and it, and the animations, considering they're all like the the old school kind of sprite based stuff, is really really. It's really just really good. I really like. There's colors. a secret, John. Hey? None of its actual sprites. I know, I know. It's a all, filter. It's all... Yeah, they have it's... a filter over really solid 3D models that works to not only make it look like sprites, but also to remove a lot of the animation so that it looks like it's, you know, yeah. it's, uh, far lower uh, frame rate wise. And you, you've given me another interesting segue, Jesse. Jesse's here, dedicated, but rather unwell. So he sounds a bit throaty today. Are you, are you, are you mm. okay? I'm coughing up some blood, but I mean, on the whole, it's been fine. <laughs> now I've got this sexy voice, I can say, it's high noon. <laughs> <laughs> we were saying before the show started that it's a little bit like that episode of Friends where Phoebe gets a mm. cold and just and she wants starts to... singing. My macho, voice. macho man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, what, what is it? Something about shoes? She says something about sticky shoes. shoes. My sticky shoes. <laughs> My sticky, sticky shoes. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> uh, classic. But um, yeah, Proteus, really good. I've been playing uh, You Suck at Parking, and I'm pleased to report yeah. I, I, I did say uh, that there wasn't an instant restart button. There is. You can map it in the controls, which is a bonus because for those of you that love a perfect run, you just hit a button and you can straight back to the beginning with all Max lives. Um, yep. Yeah, I played a bit of Deathloop. Um, what else? What else? What else? There's tons. I, I loaded up and tried to have a go at Metal Hillsinger. Man, I can't get my head around it. I don't know if it's because I'm old, but like, because anyway. you, 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 you've got to fire to the beat, but it just goes oh. against. Yeah, it's, uh, you've not seen it. We did, we did a review on it. It's, it's... I've seen it, but I haven't played it. You, so you fire. Your trigger pulls are in tune to the music, right? So you can see, oh, like, if you're wow. watching the podcast on the screen, like Jesse's got some gameplay on, and I it goes against all all instinct of you know 25 yeah, yeah. years of FPS games, and I'm really struggling. And so I what happens if you shoot off beat? You you lose your fury, uh, like you you kind of like miss strike, you do and lower damage. It's just really low. Yeah, it's uh, okay. I don't know. Like I, I'm not saying it's it just might not it's one of those cases where it just might not be for me. It also yeah, you need right. to make sure it okay. is calibrated correctly. If it's not calibrated correctly, it's impossible. So you gotta Yeah, really I did do the calibration first. Yeah. I, I think okay. my, not, not every game has to be for everyone. No, I know, but I really like the idea of all the music behind it because it's got yeah, some, yeah. some pretty cool artists in there and it's all like you know, been purposefully designed around this. And if you start kicking ass, that's when you get like if you're at Max Fury, that's when all the vocals come in and it's like top-notch music and yeah yeah i just feel like huh i can't seem to get this and it's irritating me i'm actually attempting to watch the show at the same time like i've got the stream up to my left and i've got the chat up to my right because i've got a three screen set up right now Hooray. and well, so far my internet appears to be holding up yeah. is it holding up it seems fine it seems fine um, we're all good um so, yeah 
but yeah, that's, that's I, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head that I have been playing. Um, For me, it's just Deathloop's the only new thing. Yeah, lots lots of and, and I can I can see why Sony money had in it. It's very unique. I can comp- I, yeah, and it's first person, which they don't have. Yeah. Um, so I fully understand why Sony decided to money hat Deathloop. And I assume Ghostwire is in a similar boat. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that'll be the last time they money had a Bethesda game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, they won't be doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's one of those things. Oh, that was the other thing I played. Uh, I loaded it up very quickly, and I was surprised, and I was like, oh, wow, this is bigger than I thought it was, which was Spider Heck. Oh, okay. Came to yep. Game Pass. Okay. Might have to might have to honestly give this a little go. So you are a spider, so when you jump, mm. you can crawl around like platforms you're on because you're a spider, so you're upside yeah, down. Yeah. But as you jump off, you can web shoot and swing out. But you can also pick up things like lightsabers and guns and oh, wow. and and it's multiplayer and it's all carnage yeah, yeah. and craziness and silly. And I'm like, okay, okay, I can see how people could get really get into this because it's kind of very physics based and uh yeah, it's quite yeah, cute and pretty, you know. Like it's really simple, but like people just messing around. So I'm like, okay, this. I thought it was just like a little thingy game, but it's got wave modes and multiplayer and yeah, yeah. all these kind I'm of different at it now. styles. Yeah, I I'm, might have to give that a little bit more of a, an honest try. Um, so I did grab that and had a quick like peek around. And it's just it's very adorable. So I'm like, okay, maybe. And I hate spiders, okay. but yeah, yeah, I'm not a massive yeah. fan of them. Too many legs. Too many legs. Um, yeah. 113 folks watching the stream thus far this evening. Um, only 21 likes. Come on, guys. Hit that like button. Give us some love. But there has been a lot yeah. that's happened in video yeah. game news this week. Rather a surprising amount. Um, yeah. I think the biggest news story, and we'll let's tackle that first because it's. I'm not particularly interested in it. It's just kind of like, here is the news. And then I'm like, eh. Is the Grand Theft Auto 6 uh leak oh yeah it's a big one right 90 or so videos yeah allegedly the biggest leak in history and that kid's been arrested by the way there was an update like yesterday that they and he was a brit kid's been arrested yeah uk teen 16 17 years old 17 and Um, the police like put the arrested tag on twitter i'm like you missed a trick here guys you should have put busted (laughs) like it would have in the font that's right yeah that's right that Honestly. was a big that was a big leak and it's funny so you know i'm still you know i talk about how i need to learn about the times i tweet and thinking more before i tweet rather than tweeting very late at night or first thing in the morning and i <laughs> i put out a tweet saying yep had a look at the gta 6 leak which i did i checked out the videos like everyone else yeah and i was like in my head i'm like yep looks like a rockstar game Looks like it plays like every other Rockstar game, like shit. Not interested. And put those thoughts out on Twitter and copped an absolute pile on like you've never seen in your life. Oh, it's early in dev. How can you comment on it? And then, you know, a couple of notable people in the uh, industry jumped in on the pile on who will remain nameless. Um, And... Like, it just started to get full on. So, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to delete this tweet. The funny thing was, most of the people in the replies were having a go at me saying that 
about how it looks visually, and I'm like, didn't you didn't mention that? You're talking about I didn't even mention the looks. Plays. I was like, how it plays, and across the industry, a lot of developers have come out in support of Rockstar showing their games and how they looked two years out, three years out. Yeah. And the one thing I noticed in all the footage that was being played by all these developers, outside of a couple of exceptions, but one thing I noticed in all the footage was how the game played is how the game ended up playing in the final version. Yeah. Guess what? Gameplay is one of the things that's probably set up at the start. Yeah. Like so it can yeah. be honed and refined in terms of, you know, is every animation hitting the right frame rate? Oh, yeah, but stuff? the general feel... Is basically there. Your core like, gameplay loop, yeah. The odds that GTA 6 is going to feel hugely different from GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 is unlikely. Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was on uh, Hall of Gamers podcast last night. More, more Australians and Kiwis. Um, mm. So it was 7 a.m. for them, bless them. 10, a, 10 p.m. for me. Wow, um, but we, we 7 a.m. Yeah, they went at 7 a.m. Bless. That's very kind. You know, they didn't keep me up too much, mm. so I appreciate it. Um, but uh, go check them out on their channel. Uh, they're on Twitch, uh, Hall of Gamers, and I think their YouTube is is the same, and it's Hall of Gamers Pod on Twitter. But I had a yep. similar conversation, and I was like, yeah, I didn't mention that tweet. And, you know, first of all, on the tweet front, like, I know you. We've had these conversations about Rockstar Games. The last Rockstar oh. game played well, felt good to play with its shooting mechanics was Max Payne 3. Yeah. Like GTA's um, Red Dead, yeah, the, yeah. I get, I understand why people love them. The world and the and the the graphics are great. Yeah, all graphics top are great of the line, mm. but they cannot escape the fact that the gameplay of GTA, it's in crap. my opinion, and perhaps in, indeed in your opinion, just feels clunky and sluggish and it horrible. Feels gross. Play. They feel horrible. Like so, when I saw the- that tweet, I was like, "That's what Nick means." I yeah. didn't understand the pile on it first. I was like, why are people Oh, man, like... it got full on. I'm like, guys, I'm not even talking about the graphics. I actually thought the graphics looked kind of good for a, for, game for, that was like, for a game that was that far out. I'm like, wow, visually, that actually looks not too bad at all. Gameplay-wise, still looks like a Rockstar game. Not interested. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, and then I saw footage... Naughty Dog devs were posting footage of The Last of Us. Guess what? That early footage, that's how Last of Us played. Yeah. That's how Last of Us ended up playing in the final game. But the graphics weren't the same. So the the pylon seemed to be about apparently me having a go at the graphics, but it wasn't about the graphics. I said it looks like it plays like shit. Yeah. Which that's how I feel. That's how I've always felt about Rockstar's games. Like, I felt like replying to a couple of the notice, notable people who jumped in the, on the pile and saying, well, I guess you just showed that you don't watch our show. Because if you did, you yeah. probably would have known what I was talking about. Yeah, I think it's one thing I've learned about Twitter, and it's, and it's an interesting one, right, is that you spit your thoughts. And look, I mean, on that subject, the, the one random guy that was like, Everyone knows that graphics are the first thing that's completed in video games. Oh, yes, that Look, guy's what, tweet. If we're talking about a pylon, like yeah. that guy, I think, protected his tweets, right? Because the entire Twitterverse went out for him. And that's that's yeah. the risk you take in Twitter. Yes. But it's always... I want to pick my word carefully. I don't want to say frustrated or annoyed because I, I don't care that much. But it's always... I've always found it interesting when 
notable public figures start a Twitter beef publicly. Like, mm. and I've I've seen it before. Like, I remember there was one between Schreier and some other journalist, and the the other I can't remember the other journalist's name, and I apologise, but that guy was like, you, you know, you're literally sending your army and legion of fans yeah. after me by arguing mm. with me on Twitter, and that's surprisingly accurate. If you've got a big it is. That's what following, they just mm. they're going to come in because they'll see that tweet and then they'll go dogpile. And I just wish if you have a huge following and sway, have a think. But yeah. it works both ways equally, right? I'm sure you would agree that clearly, while I understand what you meant and you know you didn't mean your game looks like crap rock star, what you meant was your game still looks like it plays how they all play. I'm not yeah. interested. Mm. So lessons learned on both sides, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, you know, this, this person literally almost never interacts with me on Twitter. Pretty much never but then decided to interact then. Yeah. yeah. It says a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. It's Twitter, isn't it? You know, like I, I find games. that, you know, for, for, for a couple of people in the industry that like to talk about how we should be more positive, it was funny to see them only interact in a negative way. Like I see a lot of people post stuff on Twitter and, you know, someone on Twitter will say something and they'll say, oh, this game is amazing. And then I'll reply and I'll be like, yeah, it really is amazing. How good is this? How good is that? But then to yeah. see these two only interact, I don't know. It felt like very brownie point scoring to mm. me. That's how it felt to me. And again, <sighs> just showing that you don't actually really know me. Because a lot of people in my replies are like, yeah, Nick, we know exactly what you mean. Because yeah. <laughs> I clearly would watch the show and know that I just do. We've like we've, we've waxed games. lyrical. And we've waxed lyrical play. about how they play. Yeah, like GTA Six, when it comes out, if, like I would love to be wrong. I would love nothing more than to be horrifically wrong about GTA Six and hope that somehow it doesn't play like every other Rockstar game that's basically ever come out. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, but what are the odds? Like, Not- a, a going by that footage, it looks like it's going to feel and play just like every other Rockstar game. The only hope I would have, and I have to admit, I've not played the new 60 FPS versions of GTA. Like, I they, did. Yeah, so is it still just as meh? Yeah, I, I went back to GTA 4 because it's on Series X, it's a locked 60. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give GTA 4 one last crack because now it's 60 frames per second so why not have a go yeah it still feels like crap even at 60 it feels like absolute crap yeah and i'm just like, and that's just disappointing it is like you you all know you like surely you've all seen this show long enough to know now like i how a game feels is the most important thing to me always has been and like to be honest- graphics Ah, oh, just. I think that's. I think that's the case for a lot of people. Like, uh, you know, to my point earlier about but is it how, the, how the shooting doesn't feel quite right in Deathloop to me, and that. But then I don't puts think that's the thing people care about. Well, it should be. But I, I don't think we live in a world anymore where how a game feels is all that important. We're in a world now where Roblox is one of the biggest games in the world. Um, uh, GTA is one of the biggest games in the world. Like. Outside, the only game 
so the only two games that immediately come to mind, so I'm not saying these are the only two games, I'm saying these are the only two games that come to mind right now, that are two of the biggest games in the world that actually feel amazing to play is Call of Duty and Fortnite. Yeah, they nail. Like Call of Duty is always, since... since oh, always felt inception. amazing. It's, it's, it's adhered to, this has to feel like I'm responding everything the player does. Oh yeah, I've been playing the Call of Duty beta. <laughs> oh, I haven't been playing that. That just reminded me. I've been playing the Call of Duty beta. It's not bad. Is it out now? Um, Xbox? Yes. Oh, oh, I got a code. Creaky Legs gave me a code. Oh, that's kind. So of thank you, Creaky Legs. Creaky Legs gave me a code for it. Um, so I was playing that, and yeah, it's about what I expected. Um, I will most likely buy that game, but yeah, um, COD and Fortnite to me are the only two of the biggest games in the world that feel amazing to play they feel tight they the shooting feels good yeah. and everything about them feels great most of the other biggest games in the world i mean minecraft i think feels okay for what it is and what it's yeah. meant to be but roblox is come on it's roblox i know i know what roblox is you know G gta <laughs> feels yuck um what are some of the other biggest games in the world Apex. Uh, PUBG oh, yeah. felt Ape, awful Ape, for Ape, a long yeah, time. Yeah, PUBG felt awful. Pa Apex feels nice. That's built Apex, on Titanfall, yeah. so Apex feels nice. Um, I mean, Rocket League feels fine, feels nice. When you get Halo, Infinite, in, in its, Halo Infinite in its feels moment, amazing. Moment-to-moment -moment controls, the desync and stuff, and all the network issues are some of the most... Oh, it's infuriating. Frustrating. I, I'm at that point where I don't even want to play it anymore. Um... But it feels amazing, as the 343 Halo games always have. Um, I'm just trying to think. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I worry that how a game feels is not that important. And for me, I've, I've said this before, for me, Rockstar has no excuse. When you have that many developers, you have that many resources, you have that much time, you don't have an excuse for your games to feel that way. Yeah. Like... I I I I get where you're coming from, and you know I won't have an argument against it. It's, it's important to me too. Like Proteus is not graphically, but they made some really interesting choices because they're emulating something from the past but bringing it up mm. to date with modern. Yeah, yeah. But trust me, you'll play Proteus and be like, yeah, this feels amazing to play because they've concentrated on what it feels like to play a shooter, mm -hmm. like and, and how how responsive it is and how quick it is, and it's. Mm. But, but there often is, and it's like it's, it's always been this arms race towards graphical fidelity. And I know. You know one of the things that I really liked at the beginning of the ramp up to this generation was the talk about no longer about just how games look, but how they feel to play. And look, mm. 60 FPS is the bare minimum, but there's all sorts of stuff where you like you can go beyond that, you know, in terms of latency to the controller and That's you know, right. all of that adds animation cancelling yeah. and. All sorts of stuff. Like, like I said, 60 doesn't just fix everything. Look at GTA no. 4. Go back and play GTA 4 at 60, and it still feels like molasses-covered shark shit. Like, it just... It still feels gross to play GTA 4, even at 60. So, 60's not... 60's not the panacea for, like... Oh, all it's okay games now. that don't... Yeah, oh, well, this game feels amazing <laughs> now. No, like, there's other stuff that goes into it. Like, part of the reason... So, if I take God of War as an example... 
and I think I've mentioned this before, the OG God of Wars versus 2018 God of War. Those OG God of Wars didn't sacrifice... Sorry, the OG God of Wars, I feel, were willing to sacrifice animation to an extent to have the game feel tight. You'd have um, block cancels or cancel block, however you want to call it. Like, blocking could just instantly cancel anything. Um, And as a result, the game felt amazing. And you didn't really notice that animation was semi-sacrificed for it. Now, 2018 God of War... I think strikes a pretty good balance between the two things. So they don't sacrifice animation at all. But at the same time, it still feels pretty responsive for what it is. It's it's never going to play like those OG ones, like ever. Yeah. But as far as those over-the-shoulder games go... It's pretty good. It's, it still feels... I think Uncharted 4 is the one where... Naughty Dog finally got their act together in terms of how that game feels to play. But then they ruined it (laughs) with the pacing because that's like one of the most drawn out, boring games I've ever played. Gears 5, the the leap from from how Gears 4 was like, okay, 60 FPS, this is cool. Was it 60? Yeah, it was on on Xbox One X, I think. Yeah, I think One X and then Series Five. Suddenly, oh, this everything is really crisp and tight. Even just the movement, and that game was always like, like deliberately heavy and, you know, slow. So, and that made a big difference to how it felt to play Gears Five. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's the same with Halo. Like, yeah, once once all that extra movement came in, it started to feel different. But they still added weight to your spartan like somehow 343 made your spartan feel heavy in a way bungie never did like yeah you go back and play halo 1 2 and 3 and you do a jump and you're like we you do this big Float. slow space jump Floaty. yeah and, it's, and, and i remember playing halo 2 and i'm like oh my god i forgot that that's how these games play i forgot yeah. that you just do these anti-gravity jumps and you're like floating along and i totally forgot about that because in four five and now infinite you're weighty like yeah it's a lot it's a uh, lot more reasonable it's not like moon boots like yeah moon boots it is it's like you're on the moon (laughs) and i'll i'll take how three four threes feel any day of the week like yeah and that's been like i know we've had that conversation before right three four three gameplay they've always nailed lots oh. of technical elements but then yeah. there's always been everything else has been a bit like ah oh, you've missed yeah, this I know. And Halo Infinite's the first one where I'm like you've nailed the foundation is good but there's, there's so many more technical bugs and I, it's, yeah, I've no. got to put it down to you know dev issues and pan, and engine problems and tech debt and pandemic all of that in a big broiling yeah. mess like because the desync and stuff like, if I'm getting frustrated at a game that I didn't get frustrated at in 2007 and that wasn't on dedicated servers and yet I'm feeling yeah. it in this way now. I know. There's a problem, boys and yeah, girls, and they know about it and they'll, you know, they'll get there when they get there. Oh. They are bleeding players on PC and and you know, I know, yeah, like, know. you know, similar similar kind of uh feedback that you just gave, oh, I just don't even want to play it anymore because the yapping yeah, was good, it brought people I... back, but I don't want to play either. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to force myself because it's like I bought the battle pass, so I may as well try and get to level 100 now. Um, but 
yeah, I just the desync and until they add dedicated as in server selection and all that sort of stuff. But we're yeah. going off on a tangent now. We can't go off yeah, on another yeah. Halo tangent. But hey, in the uh, end, GTA Six, it's it's not great what happened. Um, I saw a lot recover. of people. Very, oh, it's like it's okay, guys. It's Rockstar. They'll they'll be all right. Yeah, they'll, they'll be. There's the. It's okay. Yeah. Rockstar will be fine, and I'm sure GTA Six will sell what 120, 130 million copies. Be out for another five, uh, fifteen years on three I different mean, generations this is what of happens. hardware. It happens with COD. Everyone says every year, "Oh God, this COD looks crap," and then COD ends up being the best-selling game each and every year. It, GTA Six will be fine. It's okay that the graphics aren't the best right yeah. now. My my concern was how it looked like it played. I was secretly hoping that this game might play differently to the others. The footage shows otherwise. Yeah, graphically um, it looked fine, but that kid, oof, he's in a lot of trouble. What's your What's your opinion? Should the because uh, I saw I saw that people were just completely unforgiving. Yeah, put him in prison for the rest of his life. Twenty it's years. Like, calm down, guys. It's like he's seventeen. Down. He's an idiot. It's like, <laughs> you know, I was an idiot at seventeen, and he's clearly a talented idiot. Yeah, he'll like have a job like MI6 or the CIA. Would, or... I was about to say, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rockstar just gives him a job. Like, I would, if he can get in there and do that, he's clearly got some talent there. Yeah. Like, okay, he leaked some video game footage of a video game that's still going to make billions of dollars and sell record numbers. Let's not call for the death sentence just yet. Yeah. There's people that are like, killing people out there let's just relax a little bit let's just let's let's call the jets like you can you could you could effectively cripple this kid's life just by giving him a fine he'll never be able to pay back yeah without worrying about jail time like yeah i need to set an example like uh, he's got a really long history of breaking yeah. into things and doing really bad stuff. He also broke into Uber, and he's 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 earned himself uh, some some major blowback. Uh, I'm not suggesting don't punish him, but just some of the stuff I've seen out there is a bit like buying for blood, like like they talking like he's like murdered people, which is a I... thing that people do and get like sometimes those people don't even get life sentences. And, and they've murdered someone. So let's. He's leaked a video game and hacked. Well, what makes me laugh is like seeing such. I, I usually see a lot of big corporation bad sentiment out there. Yeah, I know. Right? Oh, mm. Fuck those guys. Oh, you know, and then, oh, but now it's a video game that I like. Oh, that's mm. really bad. <laughs> like, don't do that to poor, poor old Rockstar. It's like, I feel for the developers, the people. Yeah, I know. I don't but Rockstar and Take Two will be fine. Yeah, yeah, they'll be fine. In a nutshell. And that's why I'm saying you can still ruin this kid's life, which is what everyone seems to want. You can still ruin this kid's life by giving him a fine he'll literally be in debt forever for. Yeah. Which would... So he's not in jail, but his life is still kind of ruined because he'll never be able to afford to pay back whatever well, The moment you go for extortion and you're trying to get, you know, many tens of thousands of dollars from the company to get their source code back, you, you open yourself up to... A lot of jail time and not having money. Ever. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah the money thing. That's why I thought you can still cripple him financially. No, no, no. Like he, the the guy, the seventeen year old, apparently, and, and I don't know if this is like Ex- yeah. Didn't he blackmail fact. them or ex- he yeah. said let's negotiate a deal? 
But he's 16. He's 17. He's stupid. He's a stupid kid. He's a stupid kid. Like, that's... Like, this is what people (laughs) fail to... That's why there's like that's why kids are treated a little bit differently to adults when it comes to this sort of stuff because adults are adults and should know better. Kids are stupid. How many times have I said those words? Kids are I, stupid. I like painted a, a zebra crossing on my parents' road in in gloss white paint when I was seventeen. I, I'm an idiot. <laughs> like kids, kids are dumb. Like he's not realizing, and he's he's a kid in the world of the internet where it's all about. Clout and, clout. Yeah, yeah and all that sort yeah. of stuff. So in his head, he's like, man, I'm going to be like so well known and not realizing he's committing a crime. Mean, I shouldn't say not he realizing. I'm, he must realize he's committing a crime. But I don't think the gravity of what he's doing is clearly not, it's not hitting him. He's not understanding. Yeah. yeah. Like if if it was, if, it, if he had stopped just at the hack and the leak, then you're like, okay. But once he starts trying to negotiate, hey, reach out to me and let's work out a deal <laughs> together. It's like, oh, dude. You've like, made this real bad for yourself. So. Yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Like, that's that's that tipping point where you think, all right, this idiot doesn't realize what he's actually doing here. Like, You might have thought he's smart enough to get in there. He would be smart enough to get away with it. I mean, there are people out there that, that think that way. Like, you know. I've often contemplated murder and thought that the only reason I couldn't get away with it is because people are stupid. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, we've got a bunch but, of super um, chats queued up. So I don't know if you want to tackle those bad boys. Oh, yeah, we do too, don't we? Where's my mouse? It's weird working on three screens. Um, Ursul, I'm going to say it right this time. I'm not going to say it the way I read it. An Aussie says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to Ursul. Uh, Soul Blazers. Hello from Orlando. Bad data. Have a good show. He's at HCS, uh, so the Halo uh, oh, really? series in Orlando. Um, I hope, make sure you seek out uh, Michael Score, head of Forge, and say hello. Um, lovely chap. Um, but yeah, have a good time. So, you know, I, I've, heard, uh, I've heard rumor that there's a reveal. There's, there's some sort of announcement happening at HCS. I don't know if it's happening tomorrow on the final day or something. I've heard some lot of stuff out there, and I don't want anyone uh, to mention what it is. But, you know, I've heard there might be a thing. Um, Are they yeah, going to announce that Halo's fixed? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Faisal, have a great show, lads. Catching up at 1.5. <laughs> oh, but Catching now we up. have to quickly start, stop talking like this so that no, 1.5 sounds only, like we're only, Like what? Half an hour in? Yeah, um, E.G. Kenta, I just feel a view to make the character feel faster. Does that work? Yeah, if you if you are if you if you load in a game, like load in yeah. Halo Three, and if you put it to its default FOV, which I think was, I want to say sixty five or seventy. I changed the code. But then in MCC, if you load up Halo Three and you run around at sixty five or seventy, you'll feel really slow. Stick it up to ninety or a hundred, and you'll be like, "Wow, this feels so much better," because it changes your perception of of scale and and how things move. Yeah, like, yeah. it's. it's Curious, but yes, it's even though it's not in reality, it feels faster. So, ah, oh, okay. Pro tip. Okay. Pro tip. Fair enough. Yeah, I did that in COD. <laughs> I changed the field of view. Made it. You know, like it's crazy with COD is you can change it on every generation. Like you can even change it on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, and they never had that before. The field of view. Pretty oh, cool. really? That's good. Just a good thing. Interesting. 
glad, <laughs> glad they're making those optimizations and they're even helping out the old gen. Um, that wasn't the only leak, though, this week, GTA 6. There was another leak from Mr. Tom Henderson who launched a brand new publication yeah. uh, called Insider Gaming. Insider Gaming. Interesting. You, are you applying for a job there? Are you, are you changing <laughs> yeah, I, joke, I jokingly did on Twitter. Or I told people I jokingly did on Twitter, and then I was like, yeah, but Tom told me that he doesn't let people who make stuff up write for him. Ah, uh, yeah. shame. shame. Tom had a bit of a laugh about that. Yeah, but yeah, Insider yep. Gaming. So Tom Henderson has mm. launched this new site, and I think it's in partnership with some people he knows. And I think yeah, this so is... he's got a partner who's Greek. Hooray! His hooray for the Greek. A Where's UK Greek guy who partners with the Greek guy. How about that? It's a match made in heaven, Nick. Yeah, They're clearly it's, learning it's obviously, from us. There's obviously something about that combo. I mean, when I went to Greece on holiday, there was a lot of Brits there. Yeah, we love Brits holiday in Greece a lot, so there must be something there, I reckon. <laughs> is is the chat going crazy about the seventeen year old stuff? No. Oh, whoa, hey, whoa, hey. Okay, yeah, they're arguing. Chat, ch- cheer up, all right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's it's just a debate. You don't have to get angry about it. Kid is an he, idiot. He, he's gonna get in big <laughs> trouble regardless. Like regardless yeah. of what we all think, he's gonna get in big big trouble, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, so PS5 on Insider Gaming from Tom Henderson. PS5 is apparently getting a disk drive attachment to combine with a new version. Apparently. Holy shit. Is this HD DVD all over again? No, I think what it is is. So my guess is Sony doesn't want to sit there creating two SKUs anymore. Is my guess. And... I don't know, maybe this is a way for them to make a bit more money out of the hardware. So what, always sell just the permanent digital just edition the digital. and they get all of the revenue and they cut yep. out the middleman and then yep. they just have and then, to sell the disc attachment. And then you just sell the disc drive attachment for those that want their physical media. I, I, I get it. I, I don't know this. I'm just, that's my assumption. Otherwise, why bother? Like, Jeez. because... I, I still feel like the digital PS5 was a little bit of a sham. Like it was just... Because you never see anyone buy them. You never see them in stock. You never see... All you ever see is the disc edition. I feel like Sony doesn't even make the digitals. And I reckon that they have that thing just so they can say, oh, look, PlayStation 5 starting at $399, where the reality is it's a $499 console. Um, But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I just assume, because what are they going to do? Are they going to... Yeah, like no matter which way you no matter which way you look at this, I feel like it doesn't make sense. So if they continue to sell idea. if they continue to sell the disc edition, but then sell a new version of the digital and then a disc drive, why not just keep selling the disc edition and not worry about it? Like why not just keep the status quo? I yeah, this is the thing. I tell you, there's a couple of things about this that made me laugh. One is like. I get that they've made three now hardware revisions. They've shrunk it down. They've they've clearly optimized. Yeah, yeah. Two or and three. This, this, this ties into so much stuff. Like if we talk about just the acquisition stuff, people going, oh, you're always seeing these words, careful about Game Pass. Microsoft are going to raise those prices in, in yeah, any yeah, time yeah. now. And it's like, but at the same time, these people are like with their fucking ratchet avatars, you know, yeah, and know. they're like, but they're not calling out that Sony's just 
raise the prices of their games, raise the prices raise of their the price hardware of the console. after revising it so it's cheaper for them to cheaper produce to make. and then passing mm. the... And nothing is said. It's just laughable. Yeah, I know. It is laughable. But, you know, and apparently, like, apparently we're the... Um, Apparently, we're the laughable ones for saying that there might be a little bit of bias out there in the media. Like, why isn't anyone calling it out? Yeah. That they shrunk, they made it cheaper to make, but then upped the price on it. It's shocking. Everywhere except America. Because that's their strongest market and they don't want to up the price there because then they're going to be in trouble. No, that's the market where Xbox is competing with them, probably. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they don't want to put themselves on the back foot. They yeah. don't want to put themselves like, on a back just, foot compared. Like, come on, everyone, just take the blinkers off for like three seconds and see what's actually happening but, here. Like, and, and again, put a new world out there where Microsoft announce a detachable disk drive, and people will be laughing at them. Like, what a stupid idea! And it's just like, the, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I agree on that. For the on, Series think about, S, think of, look for the no, Series S. But why? They've already know. they've already gone out there in the market and branded it as what it is. Like I can't even think, and I have to really put my thinking hat on. How would I sell this to someone? Like, that's why I think they're just going to stop making the two existing versions of the PS. Like that's the only thing that makes yeah. sense to me. The only thing that makes sense in my head is that they're going to stop making the two current versions of the PS Five, make this revised version, which is digital only. Because yeah. remember, wasn't it revealed in their figures that they're like 80% digital now or something like yeah. that? Like some yeah, crazy number. So they've been selling everyone the disc-based console and they're like, well, why are we doing this? We're spending all these dollars making the disc version, putting this disc drive in that no one's using. How about we just sell the disc drive separately in lower numbers and sell this disc-only version, a uh, digital-only version? So... Th- that, that's to me the only thing that makes sense. They sell this brand new revision, which is digital only, and then sell the disk drive. Yeah, sorry, uh, I, <laughs> separately. I completely agree with your point, but the chat was making me laugh. So, one bad mother with some with some wisdom saying they're against Activision Blizzard King acquisition because Microsoft will eventually reduce creativity, and increase prices, while supporting the company that makes mostly one genre of game and are raising prices. But yeah, then Yadani Krasada rocks up. <laughs> With the one that made it's me hard to just... take blinders off with hooves, but it's an apt comparison, isn't it? Because it's the horses that wear the blinders <laughs> or the blinkers. So, yeah, oh, just... that made me laugh. I Sorry, know. I I said from day one that I felt that digital console was a scam, but now it looks like they're gonna just have an only digital console because they realise that we're, we're hitting that tipping point where digital's just overtaken now. Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, so to me, that's the only thing that makes sense. They'll just stop. They'll just stop making both of the current ones, make a new digital edition, and then make a lot of profit high margin on that disc drive, which God, I hope it doesn't look like the PS5, that disc drive. Could you imagine having a little attachment that looks like that stupid thing? Like, but the PS5, I know can sit either way, but it's clearly designed to stand up. Yes. Right. So I'm trying to think how they're... <laughs> is this going to bolt on? Is it going to clip on the I back? Is it going to sit on know. the side? Is it going to hide around the corner? Like, what are they thinking? It's, uh, I don't know. How people can know. say that the PS5 is a well-designed console at this point? Like, 
Physi- clearly physically well designed. Physically yeah. well designed. I'm not talking about what what it can do hardware wise. It's yeah, it's fine. But the physical the design of the console, console how yeah. they've put the stuff in the box, like on the shell, like it's 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 ugly as fuck. And I can just it imagine is. how uglier it's going to be with a hat on it. <laughs> like, what's the phrase my uh, my dad's? <laughs> And this is a very old person phrase, so apologies if it offends anyone. This is a boomer generation, but my old man always used to say, there's only so much lipstick you can put on a pig. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) I have to think that this is going to be an actual new look. Like, this will be an actual revision. revision. That is is a new new size, a new look, yeah. That's that's a fair call out. And they they can still channel the they can still channel the polo shirt look but have it not look dumb so i'm I'm hoping they find a way to do that like the curves just have it be flat that's one way to fix it just have those fins be flat rather than curved like (sighs) oh my god like remember the 360 was curved too but, it was, but it, the 360 was less egregious. Like the 360 could still lie flat without a stand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, but fun. It's but it's just it's know. just a bizarre world we're living in. Like it's it's still been the most entertaining launch of a generation thus far. All of this to and fro in and industry spats, and we'll get into some more of that in a bit. Um, I still have my um my HD DVD add on too. I have my HD DVD add-on, and I, I loved the mm. HD DVD format. But uh, so did I. I still I, wish it had won. In some ways, imagine the world. Imagine the world we. I wonder. Like, I wish that's a superhero power I'd love to have. The ability timelines. to see alternate timelines. Like, I, I'm pretty confident that if the Series X looked like the PS5, and if the PS5 looked like the Series X. All these same people that claim to like how the PS5 looks, who I don't believe pretty much a single one of them. (laughs) If the Series X looked like that, they would be clowning on it so much. All the time. So, so much. Yeah. Like, (laughs) it's just... I don't know. I struggle to believe that anyone could think it's a genuine... Although I did see someone on Twitter say something... And I'm like, you know what? I could believe that Sony would have done that intentionally for that reason. So I lie my PS5 down and it still needs a stand for that, by the way. Yeah, I know. And someone posted a photo of their PS5 lying down saying, oh man, look how cool this looks. It looks like it's floating. And I'm like looking at it, I'm like, yeah. It does look like it. I'm like, I would not be surprised if Sony did that on purpose. That's like how the marketing like, designer sold it. Yeah, Ooh. like someone in marketing was like, let's have the console look like it's floating in the air, like it's ethereal. And But I could totally see someone at Sony Design doing that. And I'm like, you know what? That makes a lot of sense as to why this thing looks as stupid as it does. Yeah. Now I can come to grips with it a bit more because before I'm just like, what the hell? Like, so once upon a time, like I've said, you know, I used to be a bit of a Sony hardware fanboy back in my 20s. Yeah. I, I refused to buy a piece of electronics if it wasn't made by Sony. That's just how I was back then. But back then, Sony was like one of the industry leaders in terms of industrial design. 
Like Sony always made beautiful hardware, their TVs, their DVD players, their CD players, their Discmans, their Walkmans, their everything they made was stunning. Their head units for cars, their like that Sony made gorgeous stuff. Their laptops, even their phones. I used to only have Sony Ericsson phones. Like I used to be a Sony I, Ericsson boy as well. Oh, I loved my Sony Ericsson's from the, the 338. The first color screen phone, the T68i, I think it was called. Oh, I had one of those. And and the K800 to this, or the K750, K800? K800, to this day, is still one of the best camera phones ever. And it had, it was the first ever phone and one of the only ever phones to have a real flash and not an LED light. It had an yeah, yeah. actual flash, which meant the bump on it was like... It was comical. The, the, the bump was comical. But it had an actual real flash. So the photos you took with this thing were unbelievable. Like, Sony Ericsson phones were amazing. Like, all my stuff was Sony. But somewhere along the way, I don't know if they lost someone who had been there a long time. I don't know what happened, but... I feel like from pretty much the PlayStation 4 on, they just... It happens to a lot of companies. It happened to Apple, and then the iPhone happened, and they were suddenly back in the game. I certainly think it happened to Microsoft. They lost their way in in every area. Mm. Bulma went out, Satya came in, and look where they are now. You know, now we're seeing... You've got to think about it. You know, Microsoft, who would have thought the biggest acquisition they have ever made ever would be in gaming? Yeah, considering no. where they came from it's it's yeah. a new world and i think companies can recover but i i get what you mean i just i think jesse is on the money here i think if this if this is real and there is a detachable disk drive it's going to be a whole new form factor which means a bit of a rebrand i think maybe for ps5 in 2023 then like they'll yeah, but i don't want to have to go and buy it uh, maybe i'll just give my son this one yeah because he know. talks about wanting a PS5 because I think he just wants to play Astro. He just that's wants fair. to play Astro. Like, that's all he wants to play. So, maybe if I just give him the ugly PS5 and if there's a new, nicer-looking one, then I'll get that one. Uh, and he uh, can take is, the ugly one. This isn't a super chat, but I've just seen it in the chat and uh, I, I kind of want to just say something on this. So, Ryan Lang, how long does it take Microsoft to make back $70 billion? It's not really what they're doing. Right now, they've got a bunch of cash that is just sitting there and it's devaluing. It's losing money by just being cash. So what they're doing is they're investing that to do something with it and now they own an asset worth that much money that is making money. So you've got to kind of... the, The whole concept of them wanting to make back the especially 70 billion now, X number of especially time. now where everyone's superannuation is taking hits everyone's investments are taking hits dollars are shitting themselves crypto is obviously shitting bricks as well um everything is crashing in the current economy so it's money that microsoft doesn't want just sitting yeah. there not doing anything for them yeah. they want to spend it so that money works for them and is doing something for them um but yes, I, I don't know enough about that stuff to really have an in-depth conversation about it. Yeah. My knowledge on to that topic is very, very surface level. But that's not how they see it. I don't think that's how Microsoft sees it. It's like, no, oh, is... well, we're spending $68 billion. We, need we need Activision to make, to make us $68 billion within 10 years. That's I don't think that's how they... It's not a thing. 
don't You're think that's how they right. view it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yes. Yeah. There you go. So Sony might be getting a disk drive attachment for some version of model of something in the near future. But we'll see if that comes to fruition. Tom Henderson seemingly very confident about it, used it as his premier kind of news piece to launch a brand yeah. new publication inside. Well he also game. mentioned he also mentioned the Edge controller. Yep. Before anyone else. And then I mean he said their elite controller and then the Edge was announced. Yeah, he's um, clearly got some sources, right? And Tom's a nice guy. Yeah. So, um, so what else is happening in the news today? Xbox have finally sorted their DRM. Now, I don't know too much about this. I saw the buzz about it on Twitter. I remember MVG, a friend of the podcast, fellow mm. Greek. Um, yep. He uh, had a lot of criticism for how Microsoft handle how your console plays games he, when he's you're driven offline. A lot he, of that discussion. Yeah. Um, and mm. now they've made some adjustments where games that run on back compat and games that have discs no longer need necessarily the internet yeah basically that they can play the way offline it worked, the way it yeah, works i knew is, jesse would save us <laughs> the way the way it works is whenever you would install these games it needed to do a check to see if to make the game actually run on a series x it had to check online real quick double check is there a firmware update to make this work on a series x this xbox one mm. game They've gone through and tested everything to the point where they just told the systems, okay, most of these just work fine. We'll disable the check. So now if your system's offline, you stick a disk in, instead of saying, sorry, you can't play this, I need to check online first, it just works. So anything, any Xbox Series X, like um, most of the disks that are smart delivery, generally, an X, one of the main things is Xbox Series X can only hold 50 gigabytes on a disk which is mm. why for smart delivery, it'll normally have the Xbox One version, which is smaller. There's a yeah. few things here and there, like Balan Wonderworld is only 16 gigabytes for both versions, so they're both yeah. on the disc. So you plug yeah, that yeah. into a system that's offline and hasn't been online, and it actually works now, instead of saying, uh, get fucked, you gotta go online first, which yeah. is mm -hmm. bad for compatibility in the future if servers are ever taken down or anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's good that they're making changes. I think MVG said, you know, it's not, it's still not. It's yeah, not but they're making the inroads. He acknowledged yeah. that they're making inroads and they're improving it. So it's, it's funny. Uh, this this topic just makes me wish they'd do a digital only Series X. Ah, uh, I'd love to see that, like really slim mm. down. You take that disk drive out. That's a lot of space you can save. I'd be very curious, like maybe like a really thin rectangle, like. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of something that I can... I'd, I'd even be happy with a slightly bigger version of the Series S. Yeah. Just without the grill. <laughs> without but, the big, um, big black circle. Without the grill, of course. But, um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind that. But then I think to myself, I probably can't do that because I've got a lot of OG Xbox games that are still on disc. Yeah. That are backwards I, I, compatible, I, so... I mean, I haven't bought a disc-based game in a very, very long time. I haven't oh, bought a CD ages. since 2005. I haven't bought a DVD since the yeah. 2010-something. 20, um, yeah, yeah. Physical media for me is 100% dead. You know, like, I just don't care. My exception is the Switch. I still I, well, buy... That's fair. I still buy physical games on the Switch for two reasons. Don't trust One, Nintendo online? I don't trust Nintendo fully with things like backwards compatibility and that sort of stuff. I have four switches and console sharing will only work across two. So yeah. I might say I've got Mario Kart digitally, which covers my switch and my son's switch. 
But then my wife also plays Mario Kart. So we have the cart as well. So at least we have another copy that can go between consoles. Um, but yeah, aside from some Switch games here and there, I've been all digital on PlayStation and Xbox for a long, long time now. Yeah, probably since just the, so much easier. the late 360 generation. I think I bought one one or two discs in the Xbox One gen. Um, but then, yeah, I've, I've not bought a I single, bought a handful. Not a single disc for Xbox yeah. Series consoles at all. And Game Pass just makes... Game Pass just makes going all digital a no-brainer. I did get a like, review copy of Phoenix uh, from Ubisoft. Immortals? Yeah, mm. and like that's the only physical disc I've got, and I just gave it to my boy. I was like, here you go. But then I upgraded him from an Xbox One X to an Xbox Series, uh, Series S. S, and I was like, yeah. it's okay, it's on oh. Game Pass now. And it goes on sale like super cheap all That's, the time. It's such a great game. Good friend of mine. It big is. It's a fan. really good game. He, he, he'd been playing it. He was like, you know what? It's it's really good. Like Some of the humor doesn't land for him, but it feels really, really, really good. Um, yeah. And it's really great. It's a good game. It's one of those Sorry. situations where they went from Assassin's Creed Odyssey into Immortals, and what they did with Immortals is they pulled back a lot on the animations and focused on the gameplay and making it really fun to play. And it yeah, is. It's, just, great. it's one of my favorite things to go through. I love that game. It's such a good game. I still need to go back to it. I keep forgetting because, again, the, the the backlog just keeps building. Are we going to go back to Iron Man? Uh, I, do you want to cover anything else about Iron Man? I, I think I felt like we did it. You know, What do you want to say? Beyond what we said. I don't know. I don't know. Because I said we'd talk about it later rather than continuing to talk about it. Because I didn't want to start us off straight away. Kind of natural. Just natural going on about Iron Man. Well, I don't I don't have much more to say about Iron Man, but if you want to mention it. I don't know. I There's an probably. element of victory lap about it too. Because I just find it funny how people continue to focus on the one or two things that didn't pan out or changed, but then forget all the other stuff. Like, you know, I naturally am very excited for yeah. an Iron Man game. I could not be, and I am shotgunning the review code for Iron Man. <laughs> well, I don't think, I, I don't think that's how I am shotgunning work. the review code. I am shotgunning the review code from now for Iron Man. So I just you can't sit actually back. do it because they all come to my email. So Yeah, and, and if we gave so you games what? that we know you're going to love, like... Hey, no, I don't do that. I'm not going to just give... A, I'm not going to give... I don't just hand out tens like candy anyway. (laughs) And I am not just going to like... Maybe motive screws something up. And it ends up not being that good. You never know. Yeah. I'm just excited at the idea. Because apparently, Jesse mentioned before the show that a lot of... Because, again, I don't know how game engines work. I'm not a developer. But he was saying that a lot of that Anthem... Because Anthem was in Frostbite, yes? Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was Frostbite. Yeah. So a lot of that and how Anthem feels is now built into Frostbite, apparently. And there is a lot of that Anthem team at Motive. Yeah. Are they going to use Frostbite again, I guess, is the question. Yeah. Are they going to use Unreal? Well, and I mean, can I they hope... get their work over from Frostbite into Unreal? You never know. It's just it's so 
It's so important that Iron Man feels like Anthem. It is so important that that game plays like Anthem because the whole time I was playing Anthem, all I could think of was, oh my God, this has to be an Iron Man game. Like this needs to be an Iron Man game. They nailed it. Like they just nailed it in a way that no other, like I played a bit of um, Avengers and Iron Man in Avengers doesn't feel as good as how those exosuits feel in Anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Like just they, oh, the, like those exosuits, they feel weighty and solid, but at the same time, they're super nimble and agile and responsive. And it's just, oh my God, I don't know how they did it, but it feels unbelievable. And all I'm picturing in my head now is a linear stripped down version of Anthem. You have all these different, Suits, because you know how <clears throat> Iron Man and Tony, he's got all these different Iron Man suits. He's got the Mark 40 and the Mark yeah, 3 yeah. and the Mark 2. So you just have all these different uh, Iron Man suits, depending on the mission you're doing or what what loadout you want or whatever, whatever. And, and I'm hoping it's a linear thing and not like an open world. Uh, but then I'd also like to just fly around as Iron Man doing random missions as well. I'm so torn. I don't know... <laughs> I'm not sure what I want it to be. Like, I, I feel like I'd almost like an open world Iron Man game where you just do missions. It just because the flying just feels so amazing. Yeah. Are they going to lock you into a city only? Yeah. I wonder, no, how, I wonder like... what the plan is. I wonder what the plan is. Because if they're going to do it as a linear narrative driven thing, do you base it on the movies? I hope not. Make it, make it, just take a comic book story and run with it, you know. Because like. I think they said it's its own universe. Good. That's so a it's good not thing. like an MCU type. Yeah, they're thing, not so. tying any of the games into the MCU. Yeah. So know. then that counts out the movies. Then obviously, um, yeah. I just wonder how they're going to do it because obviously, from an MCU perspective, Stark is dead. So already, you know, they're not going to base it on anything MCU. It's just. Yeah, I'm really curious. Like, I so much about... And I wish... I hope a story comes out about it. Even if that comes from Motive directly, or if it comes from a Jeff Grubb or a Tom Henderson or whatever. I'd love to hear the story behind why an Iron Man game was pitched now. Now that Iron Man is no longer part of the MCU in any real way, and he's not... Like... Right now, Spider-Man is still hot because we just had No Way Home, um, Miles Morales, we've got Spider-Verse 2 happening. So Spider-Man is still a very in vogue and hot property right now. So Spider-Man games make sense. Yep. I'm finding the existence of an Iron Man game now very odd. And I say that as one of the biggest Iron Man fans out there, like... That's what that's what gives that's what makes me think, and maybe this is me being glass half full, which is abnormal for someone like me. But maybe I'm just being glass half full when I say maybe the reason this game exists is because they've been hearing everyone say, "Give us an Iron Man game that plays like Anthem," and this is what they're doing. I I think it's actually something far more simple than that. I think this is a combination of uh, timing. So Disney. Prior to the 
to the Fox merger, we're obviously concentrating on that. That completed um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe had its big culmination, you know, its big mm. finale, and now it's getting into its phase four and introducing new characters to tell the next, you know, longer-winded tale. And yes, while Iron Man died in the films, that train was never going to slow down, right? But since the merger completed and Disney now owned Fox and all those properties and that settled, mm-hmm. they reactivated and went out to market starting with, I think, with Spider-Man, right? So the story, as mm. I understand it, is Marvel approached Sony and, and or Insomniacs directly and asked them. I don't know how, you yeah, know, yeah, I don't yeah, know the full details. I know there's a lot the of eye rolling. But that's, that's the story they tell the public. We've now seen that Marvel have gone out to, to shop with, with all of their IPs. And we've mm, got EA mm. making X, Y, and Z. We've got... Um, Insomniac doing some other things. We've got, you know, all of these different teams. Yeah. So I I think it's just a case of, you know, timing that the Disney are now ready to do that. And they've maybe got the the manpower to run what was it? The Marvel Studio Gaming Division or whatever. But again, why Iron Man? So we had Grub mention Black Panther. Yeah, but like all the other ones, like Black Panther has a movie coming out. Indiana Jones has a movie coming out. Spider-Man has just had a movie coming out and is still a very hot property. Like, so far, all these Marvel things... They're also doing Captain America and Black Panther, and Captain America is dead, essentially. Um, They are still doing... Yeah, they're doing a lot of America. Well, yeah, but they're not doing a game based on him. But there's also, as a continuation of Tony's tech, they're doing Armor Wars, which is Don Cheadle going and trying to stop people from using the Iron Man tech. And they're also doing Ironheart, which is Riri Williams uh, making yeah, her own stuff. Like, and they've got the multiverse. There's probably going to be different types of Tony Starks and Iron Man. Like, it's always going to be something. It's it's not gone yeah. in any way. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Either know. way, I'm like... Man, when I got told, like, I showed the DM on Twitter, which, again, I'm starting to do more. I'm starting to get permission more from people to show my DMs on Twitter so people don't... Because, again, I still get people saying, you're making stuff up. It's like, man, how many times am I going to show you people the DMs that I get before you realize that this is where my info comes from? And you see, back in June, the DMs from back in June, he's like, hey, Marvel's doing a Spider-Man thing, and then uh, Spider-Man, Iron Man thing. And you see my response. I'm like, oh my god, they listen to me, as in <laughs> anthem. Think, but Iron Man, I'm, I was. Oh, the thing so is, excited. you're quite open about what or how your sources work. Um, you know, there is no like, I'm, I'm. You know, there is no proclamation, like genuine proclamation that, yeah, yeah, I've, I've got dev contacts. You're like. Yeah, I get DMs oh. and, you know, I vet them and try and find out what I can. And, and they, when I find out they're real, like they're the ones I stick with. And that's that's yeah. how you do it. You're quite open about it. So I find the whole weird anti, you know, Nick Nick makes stuff up thing weird. Because it's if so you'd odd. have lied about how you present the information, I would understand that comment. But you don't. So I don't know. People are weird. People so, don't like it's it. It's so odd. Like I've, I've literally shown the DMs. Like. I, I post, I paste, I like, I, it's I Photoshop, redact. Bro. It's Photoshop. I, bro. I cover the, uh, I cover the avatar and I cover the name, but those, that's it. What you see, that's what I get. Yeah. I, that's all I get from people. And the funny thing is, do I, I went back and watched the clip when I first said that EA is doing a Marvel game. And at the time I said, I forgot to run this by Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson. 
So it worked out lucky that both Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson had heard that there was an Iron Man game in development. Yeah. It worked out lucky, but yeah. All worked out in the end. Um, Um, I also got some, I also, speaking of that kind of stuff, I also got some screenshots. So this is more Jez level now because there's actually screenshots of this. Of? I can't say yet. Um, Okay. I was actually DMing the person that sent it to me saying, will I have anything in time for maybe the rumor mill? Because at the moment they've said I can say stuff, but can't show any of the screenshots or anything like that. I've Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I'll, I'm gonna, I'd, again, I'd rather wait till I get a green light before I talk. And I don't want to mention the publisher this yep. game is from wise wise decision to mention nothing <laughs> yeah i, I don't want to mention this i don't want to mention this publisher because yeah if it's what They've i had... think it is i was quite impressed but anyway that's that's the tease yep. i was i was like yeah all right anyway yeah. anyway let's leave the teases there um yep. other things super chat Oh, go on. Quick super chat. Faisal, do not question our mouse overlord at Disney. Oh, yeah. Pass the cheese. You don't want to get the mouse upset. The house of mouse. Um, Xbox did their DRN thing, which we covered, but they also did a little update for September, which means that this... Yes, I am a mug. Yep. I did buy it. But yep. if I press this, and I know it's going to turn my Series X on, but it's green. Yeah, I changed the colors too. So... Yeah. It's um, cool that they did that. So they, they did the UI update. Yeah. It's funny. When I first saw the screenshots that they were showing for the for, for the new library, I was like, God, I really don't like that. You were not a fan. Like it just, it looked uh, too much. It looked cluttered. It looked convoluted. But now that I've been using it for a bit, I actually quite like it. <laughs> and something that's good for that, that I personally really like so now with your library, so what used to happen with your library was when it told you how many games you had, that number that you would have, 1,600, 200, 300, 400, that number included demos and stuff. It yep, just it included really everything. Yeah, which used to really piss me off. In this new library now, you have owned games, but that only includes... The games you own, so no more demos. The games you own, but if you hide a game, it changes the number. So my number was 556 in the new library. When I got the Modern Warfare beta, it became 557. Then I hid the beta and it became 556 again. I was like, that is so good. So now it's only showing the games I own and care about and want to know about. Nice. Which I think is great. I, I, I like the new library. I didn't like it initially when I first saw it, but now that I've spent some time with it, mucked around with it, which again, that's the story of the Xbox Dash, isn't it? It's it's a power user dash. It's one of those UIs and OSs that like, once you get your, your feet dirty and you get in the mud and you really start to use it, it's great it's just not it's for a new user it's not very intuitive 
and I can understand the the more casual user struggling with it. But as far as power users go, oh, still love yeah. it. I still love and the Xbox Dash for that reason. That's a, it's, it, I, I like the Xbox Dash too. I think they're, they're, they're doing sensible things with it. Um, we'll see where it lands after they've done their big refresh. But there's an extra super chat. And this is an interesting one from Oh, yeah, from we Witcher forgot to talk about that. We actually forgot to talk oh, about that. I didn't want to be the, the pile on anymore, poor guy. But well, on. yeah, I don't want to pile on him. It's just a topic to talk about. So Witcher Santoso, will you mention the leaker who added himself on Twitter and it was uncovered that he was breaking NDAs on information he was sent? So, yeah, that was an interesting story. So... Damn you know, many many of you will notice it. Like just like the snitch that just came out of nowhere with leaking stuff, there was another guy who came out of nowhere called the real insider. And it's funny, like because I follow a lot of, you know, I have a lot of journalists who follow me, and I follow them. And so when that real insider came along and he started posting all that Assassin's Creed stuff, and he was a hundred percent spot on with all that Assassin's Creed stuff. One of the people I followed on Twitter, who I'm not, I'm not going to name them because I don't even know if they want me to name them, but I saw him post a tweet saying, ha, 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 good on you for posting NDA'd stuff that we all know about. Yeah, I remember And this, this. was before anything came out. And I'm like, huh? Wasn't that Schreier? No. No. Oh. There was someone else I follow. Someone with a much, 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 much smaller following. And I just happened to see one of his tweets in my timeline saying, oh, yeah, you're a real insider posting in the aid stuff that we all know about but weren't supposed to post. And I'm just like, well, isn't that interesting? And then days later, it turns out that the real insider was a famous YouTuber. Um, again, I don't I don't want to pilot. He's actually Australian. <laughs> um, Typical. Yeah, bloody Aussies. Um, yeah. A famous YouTuber who was deciding to post NDA stuff, which, again, I, the only reason I find that so odd is because... So, he... This person already had nearly 200,000 subs Madness. on YouTube. Like, he, he... So, he was already... So, if I, as a fellow Australian who makes stuff up, I'll use myself as the example. He is already at that level that I would want to be at and would attempt to fake stuff for clout to get to. He's already there. So I don't understand why he'd then do this for to, for what end? You, you watch someone clip that and take you out of context there. But Fair. yes, um, it, it is like, an odd one, right? And I can only assume that this is... Um, this is someone who really fell for the endorphin hit of getting attention on social media. And I get but, it. But it's, I mean, but it's not him getting it. That's what, that's what doesn't make sense. Uh, he, well, yes and no, right? Because what he can, I think what, what he, I mean, I can't remember if he made videos on stuff that then was leaked. Right. Um, but I, 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 you got to remember that all of these systems that we interact with, with likes and thumbs up and shares and comments is designed to enable us to, to kind of get that hit. Oh, someone, someone liked what I said. But and he, this is what I'm saying. He already gets that. He's already got a big following. This is what maybe this is the part that confused me. Maybe he's addicted. I watched his uh, apology video, which I think, uh, 
uh, Jesse has queued up in in the pod now, so from Dan Allen on YouTube, and like, I, I apology videos are a thing. I'm gonna get on the camera, and I'm gonna feel and sound really downhearted and really apologetic. I'm sure he. It's I'm just, sure he, he got feels caught. Like- he wouldn't feel sorry if he hadn't have got caught, right? Like. It, it, what he did was he abused his position, abused the trust of all the relationships he built up. Like, and, and it, look, as an independent publication, you know, Xbox Series is our baby, right? We as a team have worked incredibly hard to get the publisher contacts and the respect that we that we want. I mean, so, some of us have worked hard. <laughs> okay, yeah. Everyone but the Australian Greek guy on the team has worked really <laughs> incredibly hard. Um, but... I value that. I value that relationship, mm. you know, and if I, I, I've signed NDAs and we, we've all done it in some capacity from a review. If we accept a review code and we agree to an embargo, we are agreeing to play mm-hmm. by those rules. And that is part of being within this system. Mm. But to do that and then, and then piss all over that trust just for some clout that isn't even directly attributed to you as a person. And I get yeah, why you don't understand it. that's the part that it. confused me. It's just, it's, I mean, and that guy had some really good developer interviews and voice actor interviews on his channel. You know, he yeah. was going somewhere. If Xbox Era had 200,000 yeah, subscribers, months, yeah. We just hit 14,500 today, right? In our wildest yeah. dreams three years ago, we didn't even know we would get here. You know, we didn't yeah. know we'd have the website we have and the apps that we have and the community that yeah, we yeah. have. But the respect works both ways. And if you want to play that game in this industry, you have to kind of adhere to those rules. And I will never understand, like even the rumor mill, the way we, the way we do it. And we have, mm. a, we have a deliberate thing where we, we're saying we're not responsible because it's a rumor. We just hear on the it's grapevine. It's a rumor. It's like I show you all those DMs. Like... And here's the thing about the rumor mill, and this is what I really think people should understand, is there have been times where you have genuinely got a full physical blown oh, yeah. document, videos, and yep. all of that stuff, and Xbox yep. era will not show that, you know, or we won't say that something's coming because we respect the developers, you know? So as an entity, I guess watching someone do that is kind of like, call your jets. Like for stuff like, mm. oh, you know, this game's being remade and here's, here's footage of the remake, like... You know, big deal. Like it's, but we we don't often get that kind of stuff. But it's just it's a really weird scenario for this guy to agree and sign. And like, I've read NDAs that are ironclad and very lawyer language, and they're scary. And if you break one, and some of these big people have big lawyers, fuck that. You're you're, you're gonna yeah. do, like who's gonna trust you again? Who's gonna invite you along to the event again? Not many people. It's a really really yeah, risky. It was one. just it was just an odd. I just found it odd. Like, there's a part of me that, like, wishes that when I started doing this, I had done it under one of those anonymous accounts as well. Yeah. Because, as we've discovered, people attack you personally a lot. Yeah. Um, So, a part of me wishes I had had a separate burner account for that stuff. What are you talking about? What's that? Elden Ring or... Because that was already out there. This is the thing. Like both of those were already out there in other sources. You were just resharing what was already been posted. No, not Elden Ring. Were you first? Elden Ring. I was the one that said Elden Ring was going to be at the Xbox show. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it wasn't. And then I said it was going to be at the Game Awards, and it wasn't. The others. There's other ones where I was just like 
corroborating like the the bloodborne stuff um which i've seen someone mention me on twitter about you said bloodborne it's like well no i actually didn't a couple of others mentioned bloodborne and then all i did was say oh i had actually heard that stuff too just yeah. jumping in to say i had heard it too but there's yeah, been a lot of I'll debate just... around leaking and video like especially following the gta 6 there's been a lot of debate about what it's okay and obviously from a game dev's perspective and i think i have seen some interesting examples right so like take pentiment take josh sawyer posted a really interesting tweet mm-hmm. and jesse i'm gonna pray that you're paying attention and maybe you can dig it out uh, on his timeline so josh sawyer uh, from Obsidian posted an interesting tweet about Pentiment, about game leaks. But he wasn't specifically talking about Pentiment, but Pentiment's a really, really cool example because when Pentiment was leaked by, I believe, Jez, it was Jez, right? He so. had the exclusive, so. yeah? It was described in a certain way that immediately drew these conclusions. We've said it on the show, oh, we've heard it's very Disco Elysium, and people got really, really excited and hyped. And what it did, and, I, and Josh Shaw's tweet was, interesting in what it said and maybe I'll, I'll google it and see if i can find it but he effectively was saying um oh thank you jesse i love this man game leaks suck whether it's information or assets and footage it's all bad devs can't really address it in a productive way because it's out there and it's not for us to communicate mm, about yeah. and it's incredibly demoralizing and disruptive for the team the pentiment misinfo leaked and we're still undoing that damage and that leak was tiny right so he didn't call jez out or anything like that but because Jez had heard it described in a certain way, and yeah, he yeah. was the one to go out and send that message out to the the internet, everyone then formed a preconception about what Pentiment was. And obviously when mm. they showed it, it's got quite a unique and maybe even divisive art style. And immediately all the people that were hoping for the next super in-depth Disco Elysium were disappointed because they'd already mm-hmm. formed what the game was going to be, and now yeah, it yeah. wasn't. Whereas if, if that just dropped out of nowhere that preconception and that disappointment wouldn't exist. And the devs can't control the message. So I get where he's coming from, but equally we're working in an industry that is enormously secretive. And and that's the thing. It goes back to that argument that we've had before, the chicken or the egg. Like some industries are way more open, but then I've also in, look, even though I think the industry is far too secretive, I've said before, there's a a publisher or a bunch of developers that are going to have to just take the hit and be the ones that start the trend of being more open. Come hell or high water, regardless of blowback, regardless. But again, the biggest problem with the gaming industry is the gamers themselves. Yeah. If gamers didn't behave like immature, entitled imbeciles, then I'm sure developers and publishers in the industry would be far more open. So if we didn't have, so GTA 6 leaked, and if we didn't have people saying, oh, that looks, the graphics look like crap on a game that's two years away. Yeah. If we didn't have that kind of response, then I'm sure, but again, that's early footage. That doesn't mean a game, hey, God, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Like, I understand them not wanting to show footage early for obvious reasons, but that doesn't, like, put it this way. Let's, let's take an example now that hasn't happened yet. So it's probably a perfect example to use. Compulsion. They were acquired how long ago now? Yeah. Four years uh, ago. Yeah, long 20, 2018, I think. 2018? They were one of the 2018 ones, I think. I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Four years. In four years, we still have no idea what the hell they're doing. 
Well, we've heard That's one it. thing, which was really weird third person. That's all we've ever heard. And I can't even remember the source for that now at this point. I was going to say, well, it didn't come from, but what I'm saying no, is it, it didn't come, come from, from compulsion. No, it did not it come It didn't from come from compulsion. That's what I'm saying. So four years. So if someone now gets information on compulsion's game, which to be honest, I wish I, wish I did because I actually legitimately want to know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. So if someone goes and leaks that now, people will turn around and go, oh, poor compulsion. It's like, but man, it's been four years and you've said nothing. You've said nothing about what you're doing. Like, not a title, not a, it's this genre, not a, this style, uh, this setting. I get where you're coming Zero. from. Zero. If so, I'm playing devil's advocate, why do they owe you that? It's not about owing. But it's not about owing or not owing. Like, what's wrong with just, hey, guys, this is what... I'm not, like, how, look, not saying there's anything excited. Wrong. Look how excited everyone gets when Marvel turns around and goes, hey, everyone, here's our next decade. Now, okay, so this look is how excited everyone gets. This is an interesting topic. Oh, look, topic. Blade. Oh, this, that, the other. And everyone gets excited and hyped. And you know what? And then all the talk goes away. I, and I no will, one cares if I anything leaks. I will try and phrase this in, 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 in the best way I can. Um, here's why this works in a movie industry and maybe doesn't work in gaming. And I think gaming does this sometimes. So prime examples of a game being revealed because it has to be, because they want to hire for it and it's a big name. Indiana Jones, um, Iron Man, um, you know, are two recent examples of Fable. We're making a mm. Fable game. And that's all we're going to say, Right. Yeah. And then, you know, three years or after that, that rumor came out that was an open secret, they did a yeah, CG yeah. trailer. It's to drive recruitment, it's to drive interest. But the problem with game development is, and, and this is this is where the consumer, I as a consumer of film, understand how films are made, mostly. And I think the average citizen out there will understand that someone writes a script, you get a director to direct actors who are hired to perform yeah. the script. You film it, you edit it, and you release it into the movies and there's CG and stuff and all of that jazz. That's how a film gets yeah, made. Yeah. But yeah. people do not fully understand the game development cycle as evidenced by the GTA 6 leak, right? Yeah. Oh, graphics are the first thing that's done. No yeah. freaking chance that that's the yeah, case, yeah. right? It's all yeah. about getting those core systems down. And the reason that games don't get announced until they know they've got something, you would not believe the amount of prototypes and stuff left on the oh, room games floor, change a lot. Right? And that's yeah. why. Because if you go out ahead and you say, we're going to do all this stuff, look at Everwild. We're going to mm. do this thing. Oh, no. We've talked about it too early because it looks really cool, but we don't actually know what it is. So we're going to have to go back to the drawing board twice. Now we've let mm -hmm. everybody down. Now, now the game has got to re-earn its position in the talk cycle, which is why mm. it's such a difficult juggling act. So I understand the 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 mantra of just you know just reveal the title just tell us hey guys we're working on bloodborne 2 see you in three years understand it but the, the but that's why is... i said someone needs to break the cycle like i'm seeing people in the chat going oh but nick if they did that then people would bag them for this it's like i understand that and that's why i said it's going to be on a, a publisher big enough and strong enough to take that hit and then hopefully the rest of the industry follows and they'll be like yeah you think our game looks like crap whatever because yeah, like I, again, look at look at GTA Six. That game is still going to sell over a hundred million copies. Yes. So so what if a few idiots on Twitter go, "Oh, it looks like crap." Blah, blah, blah. Like who so, cares? Like it's still going to sell unbelievably. 
here's 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 a I, I don't know where i'm going with this but it's just popped into my head so i'm going to say it out loud PUBG, early mm. access game took yep. the world by storm surprised mm. the hell out of everyone was janky as fuck i was playing it everyone i know was playing it it was unique it was different tiny team couldn't get the budget together what happened because they for they were forced by the by the the design we want to do it with the community great but guess what happened you revealed everything too soon you revealed the nugget of the idea because you couldn't you couldn't afford as a company to take four or five years to build it in secret and get it to where it needs to be and then do a big marketing cycle you had to build it with community Fortnite mm. came and ate a lot of their lunch right you know because it's Fortnite, funny it really didn't PUBG worldwide is still far bigger than oh, Fortnite. I, I, PUBG is still yeah. huge. I'm not saying it's not, but it's actually way bigger than Fortnite if you look at it globally. That game is so huge in Asia that it is mind-boggling. Fair, but that that my my point is is that they were in a, a position, thing. yeah, but they were in a position where they had to reveal early, they had to talk about it early, and because they did, another stronger, faster, more expertise-driven developer came mm-hmm. along and totally and look, Fortnite is. I never was a battle royale. It was a, you know, a wave-based survivor builder shooter thing. They yeah, saw yeah. the they saw the way the wind was blowing, and they pivoted, and they've made a shit ton of money. So there is also an element of with a film. Yeah, but that's, you you, you but can't you're, steal. You're talking that about idea, an exception right? now. You're talking about an exception now more than a rule. The PUBG no. Fortnite thing's an exception. Look at look at Skull and Bones. <laughs> so Sea of Thieves got revealed and then Skull of Bones was not too long after and straight away everyone's like, uh-oh, Sea of Thieves mm. is in trouble. And what happened? It's, it's not like but, for, but for that's every Fortnite point. example, there's going to be another two or three Skull and Bones examples. But th- I think you've made my point though, right? Because what? Skull and Bones, Sea of Thieves was out for two years. 2017, I think Skull of Bones was revealed in, tw- I want to say 2019. It might have been 2018, but it was revealed afterwards, Right. And they revealed it because, and then everyone, you're quite right, was like, hey, realistic pirates, see you later, Sea of Thieves, you're in trouble. Mm. Oh, they revealed it too early. They didn't quite know what it was. It's been rebooted several times. That's the problem. You've set the expectation, now you've failed. And I think that that is this weird juggling act of making games, is that frankly, it's fucking hard. Speaking (laughs) of leaks... Skull and Bones was one of the documents we received. You're quite right. And it was all of the rebrand... Big, massive Big. document on Skull of Bones. And this is what I'm saying when people think I do stuff for whatever reason. I had a giant document on Skull and Bones. We had an article set up, yep. ready to go. Big scoop for Twitter. Xbox era. Oh, Skull and Bones. Oh, it was huge. And we were, and and for those of, like, obviously Jesse will know this and anyone from the Xbox era team will know this. John was like pestering me. Come on. Let's get this article out there. Let's do it. The article, the article. Come on, skull and bones, skull and bones. True story. And I'm sitting there. I'm going. I kept DMing my the source that sent it to me. I'm like, so so can we do skull and bones? They're like, nah. Maybe maybe mention some stuff that's in there, but like no pictures, no nothing. So we couldn't. And By the way, we, 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 Skull and Bones was, was actually um, premiered or first shown in June of 2017. Wow. So it came out, it, it was premiered when Sea of Thieves was released the same year. Yeah, like a day wow. before, I think. Mental. Day after, yeah. Oh, wow. What a what a journey that developer's been on. But yeah, games are hard to make. And this podcast is now way longer because of all this stuff. We haven't even got to the acquisition things. 
Nice. Mm. Nice. Do you smell like friends? I did not buy that aftershave. I just saw it there and took a photo. <laughs> I did not buy it. Um, now, a couple of super chats and a, a bit on this topic too. So El Nini has here's $2 for a pint of beer. Thank you very much, El Nini. And that horrible person, Rand, jumped in and gave us a super chat. Hold on a second. Jez also leaked what the game looked like in his article about it, but no one paid attention to it. Also, Grub said it was Disco Elysium-like. Jez said it was a murder mystery. And I thank you, Rand, for the correction. So Rand is setting the record setting straight the record there, straight. which is fine. Fair point. If, uh, if yeah, only I was afforded that same luxury Curtis on Xbox <laughs> 2. How nice would that be if I was afforded that same luxury? Yeah. <laughs> Although I must say, uh, I jumped in. I happened to be awake. I got up early on the weekend and jumped into Jez and Rand's chat. And I said, give me my juice for Iron Man. And Rand did. Rand said, yep, Nick was the one that said there was an Iron Man game at EA. But then, of course, because Rand is Rand, he's like, if only you could get the Xbox sources right and blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, man, okay, whatever. Whatever. Um, but yes, thank you for the correction about Pentiment. Yeah, and Jez. I honestly don't remember what Jez said myself. Yeah, I, I was paraphrasing, Pentium. and I apologise if I've cast Jez in a negative light. But yeah, the the the, the sentiment was named the wrong the name wrong name. It was that evil Jeff Grubb that's the jerk. <laughs> but but speaking of Jeff, because now we're talking about this topic, and this is a massive tangent too. It all came from a super chat, didn't it, about Dan Allen? Yeah. Jeff Grubb said that Bloodborne on PC, because I also saw someone in the chat saying, oh, Bloodborne coming to PC. Jeff Grubb mentioned that anything Bloodborne related, and again, this isn't me quoting, this is me going off the top of my very bad memory. Something about Bloodborne ports and Bloodborne on PC or something Bloodborne being tricky because From Software has to be involved for it to happen. But then that dude on Twitter, I can't remember his name, but I think he's like a big Bloodborne, a big From Software fan slash leaker slash reporter slash... No, Dusk is Resident Evil. Oh, okay. This guy, what's his name? He even gave me crap on Twitter once. I saw him subtweet something about me. He turned around and said, well, that's not true at all about FromSoft having to be involved in anything Bloodborne related. So it's like, you know, we... Ah, yes, Lance McDonald. Thank you, Painful Discourse. Lance McDonald, that's his name. Yes, he's given me shit on Twitter before too. Seems like a bit of a wanker. Um, But, yeah, he was saying that FromSoft doesn't have to get involved. You know, I saw someone talking about, oh, blood. Again, Bloodborne, I had heard Bloodborne stuff too. And when I mentioned it on our podcast, in there was an episode where there was like three rumor mills, one for Xbox, one for Nintendo, one for PlayStation. Big, it was like the biggest rumor mill we've ever had. That's still like, I think our highest viewed episode too. Hilarious. I mentioned that I, and again, this is me being as transparent as possible. I said, Colin Moriarty and Millie A., both mentioned that they've heard ABC about Bloodborne. I just wanted to chip in and say, I have heard similar. 
And already I've seen people on Twitter going, didn't you say that Bloodborne was ABC? It's like, well, technically I didn't. I, like, all I was doing was sort of semi-corroborating stuff that was already out there. Which I admitted up front, it wasn't my thing. Where Iron Man, I'll take full credit for. That was mine. I was I was the one that first said EA's doing a Marvel game. That came from me. And I mentioned Iron Man. Like, those ones I'll take credit for. Right right or wrong. Like, But even the Sly Cooper one, which, <laughs> did you see how they announced for Sly Cooper's 20th anniversary? They're like, oh, right. look at all this merch. And I'm like, God, you're a bunch of jerks. Um... But even the Sly Cooper one, like someone on Reddit posted about Sly Cooper and the way this went down, this is me telling the story of exactly how this Sly Cooper stuff went down. So I had already received DMs about Sly Cooper like ages ago and I did like a lot of my rumors. I forget about them. I never talk about them, whatever. I saw the Reddit thread on Sly Cooper posted it took copied it pasted it to the person who told me about sly and said oh look at this reddit thread do you want me to say anything do you want me to just reply saying i've heard similar blah 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 blah. and they're like yeah go for it so i did i just replied to that thread saying oh for what it's worth i've heard there's a new sly game too so it's just me and somehow over time i suddenly became Yeah, because the guy who made that Reddit thread came out and said that he lied on purpose to bait people and claims that he DM'd me to say he made it up and blah, blah. Dude never DM'd me. He just flat out lied. But I had got the DMs about Sly Cooper long before that Reddit thread existed. I've got the dates on everything. I have dates on everything. So I can show that I had the DMs well before that Reddit thread. My assumption, and then I got told by another source about Sly Cooper. So my my assumption is, because I think that's too long of a lead-in for it to be a leak hunt. So it's a, we're talking a year or more. My suspicion is, based on what Sucker Punch has said, my suspicion is that there was a Sly Cooper game in development or prototyping, or and maybe it just got cancelled. Yeah, you never. Like, and that's the that's the other reason. That they don't say anything. Games get cancelled. It it changes all the goddamn time. So it's it's an odd one. I'm really wishing I had to drink because, like, I've realised we're nearly two hours in and I'm I'm thirsty. Um, Anyway. Two hours in. We're nearly two hours in. 20 minutes out. Like an hour. Hour and 45. Um, What else has happened? Yeah, so along with the UI update, the Elite button changes colour. Microsoft made some more... Uh, interesting Twitter drama this week with Satya coming out all Charlie Big Potatoes. Ah, this ABK thing. This is just going to keep providing news, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, I, really interesting. Like, big shit-eating grin from Satya Nadella, head of Microsoft. If there's going to be competition, let there be competition. (laughs) Yes. We we said this, when this first started, one of our earlier episodes when this first started this stuff a few weeks back, the... I said the crux of this issue is that Sony and a lot of their hardcore fans are ultimately upset that the trillion dollar company is competing now with the backing of their trillion dollars. This is the crux of the issue. If you want to strip away all the bullshit, 
all the legal mumbo jumbo, strip away all the public facing uh, crap. What it is is Sony's been sitting there poking at a bear all this time that was just sleeping and not caring, right? They were just poking, poking, poking. And now that bear woke up and they don't like that. They're not, they're a little bit worried now. Yeah. Can that, we, that's can the we... ultimate, that's the core of the issue. Jesse, how easy is it for you to rewind the clip and actually just play what Sachin and Della said to the, to the audience, just in case people are listening or maybe haven't heard sure, it? Sure, I to can. The I just got to turn desktop audio on. Okay, we'll uh, be quiet for a second. No, I can still hear you. Okay, here we go. Just, I just want to hear, like, goal, in Sachin's own words and the tone more used. games to more gamers on all platforms uh, and provide more choice for publishers everywhere and developers everywhere. Uh, and so everything that we are doing with our content, with our, uh, 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 subs you know, our uh, cloud and community really is about driving that choice and that opportunity. And so we feel very, very confident. Of course, uh, any acquisition of this size will go through scrutiny, but we feel very, very confident uh, that we'll come out. Uh, you know, we are number four, number five, depending on how you count in gaming. In fact, the number one player in this case, Sony, I think even in this period has acquired three companies. So if this is about competition, uh, let us have competition. Sony's acquired three companies. <laughs> I, I, I really want the guy next to him. I, w I really wanted the guy next to him to be like, just like throw the mic down and be like, this interview's over, like mic drop and just walk off. But there was one bit here, which I don't, I haven't seen anyone comment on, and it, it was interesting to me. Sony and, and the, the CMA have talked a little bit about how Microsoft's power in the subscription services and all of that jazz. Mm -hmm. that, that big grin from Satya. How you doing, Satya? Look at he's on the screen. Um, he, when he was making his speech and he was talking about cloud community and content, he, he mm. stumbled a bit and went, subs he did. subscribe, subscribe. And, and I think in his head, he was like, don't mention the subscriber thing. That's what they're all focusing on. So he he pivoted mm. his words like really really quickly, but it was still there. And I was like, "That's the truth of it." Microsoft want to grow this; they want the subscriber count to to grow. So, yeah. <laughs> last last week it was a burp. <laughs> Give the man a break. He had desktop audio on. He wasn't. La last week it was a burp. <laughs> this week. Yeah. I have been coughing nonstop, so the fact that that's the just, first one, first just, thing to make it through. <laughs> give okay. the man a break. He's ill and he's still here. Like, let's give huh. the man some keys. No, I can up for it by talking like I am very white. How you all yeah. doing? This is the one time in my life I'll be able to sound like this, baby. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't believe this just keeps dragging out. Like It will drag out until middle of next year now. Like, this is not going to go away. Um, it's going to be interesting when it. I, I, I still just, think it will complete. Like people are clutching at straws now. Like seeing all it's the. It's interesting to see Satya get involved though. Now it is the biggest like, purchase Microsoft have ever made. No, I'm saying is in get involved at a in the ship fight. front facing at a front facing level. Up until this point, it's been Phil. Yep. Um, so it's interesting to see. Uh. Satya get involved now. It's just, I don't know. I, I wish they would more publicly call Sony out on their bullshit. Directly. Like, yeah. Unredact I really those wish they would. Yeah. Wasn't there a just bit go, where they said, here's these other three things that they do redacted, redacted. Yeah. Redacted. Just go all out and call Sony out on their bullshit. Like, there's just, 
there's too much hypocrisy here. Like, you know, and even when I see people talk on Twitter uh, and I see people quoting other people's articles and all this crap, in the end, the core issue is exactly what I called it to be like two months ago. Microsoft just has a bigger wallet and people don't like the idea that Microsoft is now going to use that wallet to outspend everyone. That, 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 that is literally the crux of the issue. It's not about, oh, Call of Duty's going to go away, blah, blah, blah. Yes, those things are all on the periphery as well. But in the end, the core issue here is that Jim Ryan and in turn Sony and PlayStation are worried now that the big rich company is going to start... Because th- up until, remember, up until 2017 or 2016... Xbox was out on this little tiny island with no help from Microsoft, no money, that they were effectively an independent company almost, given how Microsoft... You're muted, by the way. Given how given how Microsoft were treating them, Xbox was, for all intents and purposes, this little independent company, which means they had no access to Microsoft's money, so they were being outspent even by Sony. Yeah, they, like, they they were under the Windows division, so they had virtually no yeah. say in the direction. That's what I'm they saying, had to nothing. Blow they, the company, they were they were nothing. hamstrung. Yeah, where so Sony was never scared back then, and they never complained, and they were never worried about anything. And then you could see Microsoft support was dwindling, and so Sony decided that rather than just let nature take its course and let Microsoft pull the plug on Xbox, which we now know they were going to do. Yep. Sony decided, ah, let's go in and finish the job, shall we? Let's go and money hat this, and let's go and money hat that, and let's go lock away this, and let's go lock away that. Thinking, ah, yeah, that'll get the job done. But it didn't. All it did was inspire them to fight harder, and now get like have Microsoft's backing. The yeah. trillion dollar now they're a core backing. pillar of the business with Office, Windows, Azure, and and in the long run, Sony knows they can't compete at a financial level with that. Yeah, so that's why they're doing everything in their power, and they're using every dirty play trick in the book that they used to use in the nineties and the two thousands. They're throwing everything at a wall to try and get this deal stopped. Not not just because of Call of Duty, but just to probably send the message that Microsoft can't just throw their money around. Yeah. I think a part of it is sending that message what? in sort of a counter hit to say, hey, yeah, all right, you're a trillion dollar company, but you can't just go around throwing that money around however you want to willy nilly. Yeah, it's, it's going to get in the way. It's an interesting one, and uh, I, did, I saw one interesting point. You know, I think the CMA mentioned about how Microsoft were poised to be a. Uh, you know, it was it was concerning because of their their fingers in all the other pies, cloud, and you know, and services, and yada yada yada. So? Well, uh, but this is the thing. I saw someone counter that and say Sony bought was it Gaikai, the cloud yeah. online. Yep, they did nothing with it. And yes, on live, true. they yeah. bought both the biggest parts of cloud gaming. Did they? And Guy Guy on live? And they yeah. shut it down immediately. And, Are you and sure they, didn't they bought do... on live? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Not... I didn't think yeah. they bought on live. I, I thought they only Gaikai. bought one of them. But either yeah, way, I remember they bought Gaikai. Either way, they were the first ones to have, yeah, the first major publisher to have a cloud 
initiative yep. and they chose to not invest in it and now they're cross yeah. that trillion they didn't dollar believe it. they like, didn't believe in it they didn't believe in it and in 2015 they, they bought on live just to shut them down oh wow so there you go so again i'm hoping i mean i'm assuming microsoft is smart enough i would assume so. to mention that kind of stuff and say well no sony was first in streaming and they didn't invest properly and didn't develop and didn't nurture it so too bad so sad like i don't know this idea that yeah i don't know like oh well you're bigger than us and richer than us so you shouldn't be allowed the way people are talking it's almost like the video game industry should have like a spending cap like some sports do yeah yeah nah man that's not how business works it's it's crazy it's crazy. This is going to go on for so long as well. All oh. of this back and forth. I'm going to get bored why, of the that, ABK acquisition. That's why I wish they would just publicly shut it down and just reveal stuff. Like, yeah. I'm pretty confident. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that there'd be a lot of shady, dodgy stuff hidden deep inside a lot of those contracts, those ABK contracts, which Microsoft now has access to. Yeah, I wish Microsoft would just like out out it, just like out it, like just end it and just out that sort of dodgy stuff. I don't mean, think they will, but yeah, I get where you're coming from. I mean, like Sony were already doing a lot of the stuff Microsoft's doing now. Like I've seen in the chat, Zabbit has been like, Sony had a PS Now app on their TVs and then they pulled it because PS now wasn't doing great. Um, look, Sony has already dipped their toes in the stuff Microsoft is dipping into now. It's just that Microsoft's probably, probably going to be way more successful at it. Yeah. I think Microsoft, Microsoft have a history of always being late to the party or mm. first to the party. When and doing company, it wrong when the world isn't ready or having the wrong message yeah. um yeah. and for once they've they have really got a solid path forward and they they've they're sticking to their guns and they're pushing the industry and i'd argue xbox always has you know the original xbox was a was a pioneer dreamcast did a lot of stuff first but microsoft picked up that mantle and ran with yeah. it and you know with with what bungie brought with halo 2 and matchmaking all of the stuff we take for granted nowadays we're all pioneered by microsoft and xbox like we have all the mm. stuff because they did it first and now we mm. take it all for granted and I, I find people that say like i wish microsoft had never entered the gaming division you know the uh, gaming world stuff like that on. i'm like there's so much stuff i love about gaming i, that... I knew that tweet was gonna go viral did you see that tweet <laughs> it's like it was pizza hut i think it was pizza hut pizza hut gaming it was like one's gotta go and it was xbox nintendo and playstation it's like one's gotta go and i knew that most people were gonna be like i'll oh, see you later xbox and it's like really like, i i really don't think people actually sit down and have and remove the bias and just have a deep long because there's a discussion there's actually a genuine discussion to be had about that like if you were to if you were to pick between one of the three and take them out and which would you rather 
I, I feel like there's a genuine discussion to be had about that and the impact it would have on the industry if they were gone. Because there's perspectives, right? Like, if you get rid of Xbox, maybe from a game perspective, purely from a game perspective, maybe you don't lose that much. Like, I mean, Microsoft themselves haven't put out a ton of games. But in the end with games, and this is comes back all the way back around to what I always say is, which is games are the least important thing to me when I choose a platform. Services. Because... Because every console has games. And in the end, IPs are still IPs. So if Microsoft leaves the console industry, that doesn't necessarily mean Halo goes with it. Microsoft might still want to do something with Halo. They might turn around and go, you know what? PlayStation, you're the mature platform now. Let's get Halo on PlayStation. And we'll, we'll let PlayStation buy the Halo IP. And then all of a sudden, Sony's like, Grouse, we've got Halo. Let's pair it back up with Bungie again. And Bungie's got Halo back. So Microsoft's gone, but Halo's not. Um, but, 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 but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And I've always had that same theory about PlayStation. If you get rid of PlayStation as a console maker, they leave the industry. Neil Druckmann doesn't just disappear out of thin air. <laughs> Maybe he does. He's... He's still around, and and Naughty Dog is still there. So that so Naughty Dog could still be a studio that develops games for Xbox or for PlayStation or whatever. But if you get rid of Xbox, you lose. To me, it's other stuff you lose. You lose a company that pushes for backwards compatibility and seems to genuinely care about it. You lose a company that at least attempts to innovate. Yeah. Um. With, without. Like, what would online gaming in the console space look like right now if not for Xbox? It'd still be honest, massive server lists and clicking on, around. Honest question, what would it look like? Because Sony and Nintendo were dragged into online kicking and screaming. So what would online look like now without Xbox? Yeah. What, what would digital adoption look like? Remember, yeah. the Xbox 360 was basically the first digital storefront. What would digital look like now without Microsoft? What would, like, I, th- I just feel like people don't really genuinely sit down and have a long, hard think. Now, Nintendo is this weird exception to the rule. If you got rid of Nintendo, you could turn around and say the same thing. Well, Mario doesn't disappear and blah, 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 blah. But Nintendo is one of those companies. <laughs> Where if they went down, they would just take their ball and go home and take everything with them. You'll never see Metroid again. You'll never see Zelda again. You'll never see Mario again. I feel like Nintendo is this weird exception to that rule. So if you take away Nintendo, you kind of have to take away everything. Because they'll just take their ball and go home. Where I feel like PlayStation and Xbox would be happy to continue being third-party publishers were they not to make consoles in, in the worst case scenario yeah there's a there's yeah. a super chat from uh yadani quesada on this topic yeah microsoft can compete but only with this narrow set of criteria which sony already does leads in and generally benefits them sony fans yeah that's what i mean that, that, that's what's been happening like oh we, we want you to compete just not like that C- compete the way we tell you to because the other way is unfair on us 
that that's been the weirdest thing the whole way. Why is everyone so interested in protecting Sony's market leadership? Like I don't, that is such a bizarre thing to me. It's been, it's been eating at me the entire time. Why everyone seems so desperate to protect Sony's market leadership. I don't get it. Especially when all we keep hearing about is the reason everyone apparently buys PlayStation consoles is because of those exclusives. Isn't that why? Is it doesn't Sony themselves push that marketing angle about exclusives? So why are they so worried about losing COD? Yeah. Hasn't COD been hasn't COD been declining all these years and becoming crap? Yeah. Like it's it's, just... it's going to be mate. We're going to be talking about this for the next six months. So you know, let's not burn ourselves out. Every episode, there'll be some new spat. I know Z. that's the thing. We're gonna it, it, like. I feel like every second or third episode, at least, there's gonna be a new grab that we can talk about. I just, I don't know. I, I try to be as consistent as possible. I, I just find this idea that Sony's market leadership needs to be protected. I just find this idea bizarre. And when you see the government talking that way, it's even weirder. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very weirder. Because again, um, I don't understand why they care. It's it's all anyway. nonsense. I'm I'm sure it'll be torn apart from a legal perspective pretty quickly, like because legally it just does not fly. Like, None of it, it does. None it, of it holds that's, water. That's where it's gonna go, and legally it will just fall over. So that's I think that's not why a, Microsoft are quite bullish about it, because it's not not a single argument that they are making holds any kind of water yeah. whatsoever that's why it's quite not a single one um it's just yeah but yeah the last piece of news this week um the logitech g cloud handheld that supports xbox cloud and i believe uh in yeah. the uh uh cloud gaming i can't remember what it's called it's got a name shadow geforce now geforce, GeForce now. now thank you um launched um we saw some some comments from phil and some other Xbox leadership that have been playing xCloud on it. 300 I think, dollars Yeah, US. seems very expensive for what it is. For what is literally, a, you know, a, I guess an Android shell, <laughs> you know. Well, it's like what advantages, and I'm asking this genuinely right now because I don't know, what advantages does this have over, say, a train, which I could also afford? Now, that's a Simpsons joke. What does this have? Over my phone with a backbone. Uh, like legit, I'm, I'm legitimately up. So the, the use case for it is, and the reason it's expensive is because they can't make any money on it after they sell it. They can't subsidize it because they, none of, they're not making any money from GE Force now. They're not making any money from Game Pass. That's why something like the Steam Deck, they were able to price it super cheap because you're buying the games through that company again. For this one, it comes down to the fact that it's a massive battery. It's like 99.9 watt hours is the most you can have to get on a plane. So you get about 13, 12, 13 hours of battery life, which is about four times the Steam Deck. It's a really nice screen. And it's just the fact that it's built with a good controller into it. Because even something like I've got to carry this around and put my phone into it is just too much for most people. They don't want to do that. They want a device that is always for gaming. No, but like that po- that last point you mentioned, I mean, it's a much people bigger are still, screen. yes, I understand that, but people are still carrying their phone around anyway. Yeah. So now they're going to carry their phone around and the Logitech well, rather than just a little backbone. But same, same people would carry a Switch 
and a phone. You know, like I think the the, the difference is a, is, is yeah. one of use case, right? Because my phone is my phone, and if I get a call while I'm gaming, ugh. whereas that I can pause the game and answer my phone. You know, like it doesn't quite work that yeah. way. They, I get why it exists. I do think it's too expensive for what it is. But Jesse's Jesse's quite right. They aren't. You know, they're not selling a game to you. They are providing a conduit through which to play it. So they have to subsidize yeah. the, the effort in. So and all the their money does... has to come from the sales of the device. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say, I reckon that that's, I wouldn't say there's $300 worth of parts in that from a no, mass production be. point of view. It would but... want to have a very, and it's not even 5G enabled. Oh, dear. So it's Wi Fi yeah, only? Yeah, it's, it's Wi Fi only. That's, that's even wow. weirder to me. How peculiar. What do I know? Um, I won't get one. It's not for me. It would but... want to have a damn good Wi-Fi chip in it. like Yeah, Wi-Fi 6 would, or something. They would want to have invested in like the best Wi-Fi chip available if they want to justify that thing's price and its existence. All it does is make me want a Series S handheld. That's all it wants. Yeah, I know. It's all it, it makes me. I'd love an Xbox handheld, but I want a native uh, experience. Yeah. A series, a series S, squeezed into a portable, whisked down Just into a little. Squeeze it in. That and the thing that, is, uh, you see the size of the Steam Deck, and I'm like, okay, you don't have to make it that small, Microsoft. If that's deemed acceptable, and you can make an Xbox handheld that plays all OG Xbox One games, all yep. the 360, 360 games, OG Xbox in one format. And yeah. it's just, you know, maybe And then I can output it to my TV like a regular console. Oh, oh the dream. My God. My great. God. Could you imagine? Like, that thing would take Japan by storm. It would. It would take Japan by storm. Uh, and I think Japanese developers would sit up and take notice as well because they're like, oh, hold on. We've got some grunt. We've got, a, we've got a handheld now like the Switch, but this thing can run... Games, well, oh, hold on a sec. Oh, wait, but then I'm also going to have be able to tap into Western gamers too. Oh, hold on a sec. Do you know what I would love to see? Uh, and I don't know if this has been done, and maybe maybe this is something, maybe we'll go find some cleverer people than, than I. Uh, I want to see a perspective from hardware and developers about what's actually possible because the, the reason I don't think it exists yet is because the power draw from something that's that's rock solid and set in stone and isn't you know dockable or has to run on a battery versus running on mains um, is different, right? And is it? I guess that's the question. Is it even possible to get the same output fidelity? So to take all the Series S components and put them on running on a battery and make it last forever and have no compromises? Is that possible? Yes or no? If that's possible, then then the questions become like, okay, how much would it cost to build that and understand that technically? Well, yeah, my assumption would be that it would be a bit more expensive than a Series S, obviously. Yeah. Um, like if you, they could you, sell it for not... the same price, they'd be they'd be oh, they'd be Jesus. laughing. I I, don't, I would not expect that. No, because um, you're you're adding a screen to the the, the build materials. You're adding yeah, lots of right. other bits and pieces. Um, Heat would be a massive factor. The Series S is um, gets surprisingly warm. It does. The, the Series S can get hot. So, and that's what I mean. There's a lot of factors that would play into how possible it is. Um, super chat from Hagit Chani. 
who also joined the Patreon. Thanks, Thanks Uh What you're describing could be the next Nintendo console. Portable mode is like Steam Deck, docked is like Series S. Well, yes, my, my assumption is that the Nintendo successor, the Switch successor, would be obviously a meatier, more powerful console. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm in a I'd, bit I'd of a bind. I love it. I'm in a bit of a bind with the next Nintendo console and the, how that's going to affect my gaming habits. Like, if you think about it, I primarily play Rocket League and Fortnite. That is what I play. And when it comes to exclusives, I generally play Nintendo's more than everyone else's. So if the next Nintendo, Nintendo handheld, if the next Nintendo handheld is a genuinely fairly powerful portable that can run Rocket League and Fortnite at at least 1080 60, I'm not sure how much I'm going to be using my Xbox anymore. <laughs> That's right. So, I'm just, uh, I'm just people sure. watching, we are looking for a new co-host for the Xbox Hero podcast. Join me I'm every just, week. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure how much I'm going to be using my Xbox. We're going to be although watching. I do, you. We'll although watching I do you. love playing Fortnite and Rocket League at 120, which I doubt. Yeah, the new right. Switch will be able. And to a do. new Switch with more power is going to. It's going to have to have a really big battery if you're going to actually be able to use it in handheld. Yeah. God, not God, that's another real quick. That is another discussion. That is another discussion I would love to have with people that are knowledgeable on this stuff. Battery technology. Man, it's a it's a huge and interesting industry. Like uh, is does anyone else not find it massively bizarre at how quickly technology changes and evolves and improves, yet battery technology is still stuck? Like, there, how is that possible? There is, there is, um, there's a new type of battery that I, I heard about um, where they managed to, they can flash charge it in like 10 minutes and it can hold a charge. Like, there is constant research going on. I remember reading an article where they were like, oh, this could change. This is a game changer. But it's it's getting that to be safe. Like, even now, like, I, I run uh, in this thing. Hmm. I run some rather large. These are eighteen six fifty batteries for a vape, right? So they're larger than double A's. They're they're mm-hmm. chunky double A's, right? Mm. But they are notorious for exploding if you leave them rattling around in anything that isn't the case or the pipe itself. So if I stack these in my pocket with my keys, there is a genuine risk that they go bang in my Why? pocket because they they just do. I've read so many horror stories about vapors. When vaping took off, people were just not thinking. I don't know whether it's the case for normal batteries, but they would stick these rather high charges. It's like 3,500 mAh per battery. So that's like a lot. Just mm. stick them in their pocket and walk around, and then they'd hit metal and go bang. And then you'd be like, oh, dear. Wow. Um, so I don't know why I'm getting a young lady wagging her finger at me. I'm kind of scared. She's very anti-vaping. Hey, I love I love vaping. Don't judge me. It's better than smoking. I, I just I don't know. I if if there was if there's any if there was ever going to be a set of conspiracy theories, I'd believe it would be about the battery industry. Yeah, because I mean, logically, think about it. If they solve the battery problem and have batteries that last a decade and batteries that never run out, about I mean, who's buying 
batteries anymore and you're not replacing your iPhone every year or two and you're not so it makes sense for batteries I guess from from a business perspective it would make sense for batteries to never improve because that's part of the planned obsolescence model that we live in now with technology there's there's a lot of research going into new new battery types but i mean even think back to samsung having to survive their exploding premium handset story because their batteries Mm. were faulty so you were harming people that had their phones under their pillow or in their pocket and bang oh dear that hurts sorry about your leg you know so Mm -hmm. um it's a really interesting topic i would there's plenty of articles on it i think jesse's throwing some stuff on the screen but um, it, there is research and and new discoveries being made, but it's it's getting it into a point of safety and mass production, and that's the and low cost. That's the thing. Um, Have you seen that movie Night and Day? It was on TV the other day here. Night and Day, Day with Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise and, Cameron, and Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, where the 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 story is that there's this kid who's what's his name? It's um the Riddler from the new Batman, Paul Dana. Yeah, yeah. He has built a battery that never runs out right he's invented a battery that never runs out but of course and it makes sense this battery because it never runs out if you don't use it or keep it cool it's constantly producing energy so what's it going to do if you don't use it or keep it cold it's just going to bloody explode so i just just reminded me of the battery discussion because that movie was on just couple of days ago it's true like i understand but i I just i still just find it bizarre that battery tech has barely moved an inch in like 30 years i just find that really odd i don't know they've got faster at charging and stuff like that but you're right yeah it's just one of those things um it all comes down to it all comes down to money and you need someone with a lot of money who really cares about it otherwise it just the research never happens yeah yeah, I, I would just love to have the discussion about it and hear from someone super knowledgeable on it that can explain what, because I love hearing that sort of stuff. Like I love yeah. learning about that sort of stuff, hearing from it from smart people when I don't know something. It's really good. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, super chat from Shadowless Edge. Like the printer ink industry. It's all a scam. Oh my God. Don't get me started, right? I bought a oh, new app. Inkjet uh, printers. Eps, no, HP. It's an HP printer or something because I had a lot of documents I had to print this year. And uh, it ran out of ink within like four weeks. I didn't even feel like I printed that much. But then the printer yeah. was like, hey, you need you need to use official cartridges that have a barcode and you have to subscribe. Yeah, and, and we'll send you instant ink and, hey, recycle your ink things and it's going to cost you this much and don't worry. We'll take... And I'm like, you mother, like I can't even use can't even go refill them at a shop and you're gonna yeah, if you detect that that's happened you'll just shut down my printer remotely what the yeah, fuck how is another this another reason thing? why the sooner we go all digital the better yeah i really like resist it yeah it because i i noticed that printers were getting super cheap like so printers now you can buy them for next to nothing but the ink costs an absolute fortune and now what i've noticed is starting to happen and again maybe it's been happening for a while but because i haven't bought a new printer i just didn't know they, they're starting to sell printers now without any ink so you buy a just an empty printer and the printer costs next to nothing 30 bucks 40 bucks australian whatever but then you have to go and buy your first set of ink cartridges which are gonna cost you hp an absolute fortune 
Epson less scared of subscription services than Sony is. But there you go. Um, yeah. We're at the point in the show where we like to take a moment and thank our patrons. And patrons, this is an interesting conversation we want to have for you today. Like we've we've been running the patron now for a while. Oh, one more super chat. Sorry, one more super okay. chat that will probably lead to some discussion. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Yadani Kozana. Look at NVIDIA's new GPU prices to see what happens when a company feels invincible without competition. Hopefully, PCMR has some guys support AMD. Yeah, did you see the new GPUs got announced, the 40 Shocking. series? Yeah. Two, they start at like 2,200 Australian. They start oh, at that price. And I'm just like, are you are you for real right now? Like $2,200 just for the GPU. Like yeah. before I've even even worried about any other part of my pc just the gpu two thousand two hundred dollars and i'm just like not happening i'm still rocking an rtx 2070 super it's fine question though because again i'm you all know i'm not big in the pc gaming space didn't the 30 series only just come out a few years ago it came out dragged through a pandemic they were snapped up by cryptocurrency people and no one could really get one they were yeah. really freaking expensive they've now because the cryptocurrency thing kind of crashed because of ethereum or whatever it is they've started yeah. to become available again and sometimes at a discount because they're they've been used in their second hand or whatever and now they've suddenly come out with these 40 series and i'm just like yeah no way, there it guys. is i just i just googled it september 17th so two, almost two years to the day yeah it's mad is that normal for, for a new series yeah, to come they, out they that have quick? To tape it, they have to tape it all out ahead of time. So it's pretty much... it. They are The moment they release this one, it means they're already deep into the next one and they've got that all set up. And they're at the point where even if it is too early and they're not going to make a ton of money, they've already done all the work. So they might as well just release them. Yeah, and there are diehards out there that will just be like, I've got to have it. I've got to have the latest and the best, and they'll just buy it. But yeah, it's a it's a no-go for me. Like, I, I haven't come across a game that's suddenly gone, and I'm not rocking a 4K monitor or any of that. I don't care. I'm, I'm on the PC. I'm right up to it. I don't need 4K here. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I'm happy with 1080p, and I'm using an ultra-wide, and it supports it all fine. And until I find a game where suddenly I'm, I'm not getting 60 FPS locked, then I'll think oh maybe it's time but i don't think that's going to happen for a couple of years so plus once that 40 series comes john i bet you you could probably find a 3080 ti for like three four hundred bucks and then boom Mm -hmm. exactly so it's just like meh yeah i just yeah like and it's funny i had a um my son's god brother he's only a young kid he's like 11 but i think he wants to start getting into pc gaming and I'm like, I'm telling his dad, I'm like, dude, don't let him get into PC gaming. Like, he's throwing his money away. Like, don't, don't waste the time. If he's like, because he thinks, like, when I, and again, remember, we're talking about an 11-year-old. I said, buddy, how, how much do you think this PC is going to cost you that can do better than an Xbox? Okay. How much do you think the GPU is going to cost that can compete with the Xbox? He goes, oh, about $500. I go, buddy, No. <laughs> no i go you're gonna need at least 1500 to 2000 just for the gpu and even that gpu will be not hugely better than what yeah, the series is, x is gonna do buddy it's a significant cost investment because you know when you buy a console you get a box you already have a tv you already have what you need yeah if you don't own a computer in any shape or form you've got to buy the box 
you've got to buy the mouse and keyboard you've got to buy the monitor oh you want a webcam and it just adds and adds and adds and adds and adds and it goes crazy so yeah it's a thing it's a thing jesse did um, you really ask what the heck is a god brother yes what the heck, what's a god brother it's do like you, a godmother do, do you guys not christen your children I don't know what a godbrother is. I think I had a godfather and a godmother. That's that right. So, so, so you have a godfather who oh, christened their you, kids? Yes, who baptized okay. you. So, they're, if if your godfather has a son, is that not your godbrother? Maybe I don't know. I push back against the Catholicism so early that I I just don't know any of it. Uh, okay. <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't do religion at all, so I've never. Ah, I don't, not, I don't have not, a godfather in anything. I'm not religious, but I'm just saying, and let's not. Let's definitely let's not, not, not go down that road. I'm I'm not religious, but I still partake in all that stuff out of habit, out of obligation, respect. out of yeah. respect, you know, out of. And all I will those say, things. Nick, um, for your god brother. Um, it is. There's never been a better time to build a PC from used parts, especially once these new cards start coming out. He could probably get something better than a Series X performance-wise for a again oh, Australian like eleven twelve hundred total yeah, again for the whole thing. He's eleven. He's yeah. eleven, and do his form. parents. His parents are completely tech illiterate. Like they, I am their. I'm based. They've they've nicknamed me their IT consultant. Oh god. So when they have a me. when they have a problem with their stuff, when they have a problem with their stuff, they call me. Like so they're not he's not this kid's not gonna be I told him, I'm like, don't get him a gaming PC. If he if he wants better performance, if he wants keyboard and mouse, sell his Series S, get him a Series X and a nice keyboard and mouse to use with a Series X. Like don't waste time on a gaming PC for an eleven year old. I'm I like, dude. This- even if you spend two thousand dollars, two and a half thousand dollars putting together a gaming PC, not only will that gaming PC probably struggle to keep up with what the Xbox can do, it will be out of date the day that you actually push the button and turn it on. It's yeah. already going to be out of date. Like I, uh, I no think point. a lot of this stems from, especially kids. Like my boy has come to me hundreds of times now. Oh, dad, look at this cool thing in Minecraft, and I'm like, yeah, that's the Java edition, bro. You ain't, you ain't gonna have that. You ain't got a PC. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I want it. Can I have a PC? I'm like, no fucking chance. And a lot of it is because it's driven by people streaming. Oh, I'm going to be a streamer too. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I don't, I don't want to admonish people that want to go and invest in that. And, you know, if a kid really wants to do it, you know, kids love watching other kids play games. There's plenty of channels out there that do oh, that. It's a money my maker, kids, right? My kids watch Roblox and Minecraft and all that sort of stuff being played all the time. And, and for those people that, heard my prices and said oh what remember i'm talking australian like to build a decent gaming pc in australia you're gonna need minimum two two and a half grand bare you're all rich minimum yeah everyone that's right right. apparently we are the richest people in the world (laughs) did you see that apparently australians apparently australians are the richest people in the world allegedly yeah you guys can you know hey the economy here the uk the pounds the lowest it's ever been in 37 years or something crazy i'm poor really yeah it's we're, we're fucked over here like everything's shit i hate it um bloody tories right anyway i want to see Oh, hold on, we're still at only sixty no. pounds sterling, so we're not doing that much better. Well, maybe it'll take a while, but it's bad. It's bad for us. I I, I miss two thousand and seven. Two thousand and seven, 
was when the American dollar started to crap itself. And I remember the Aussie dollar was stronger than the US dollar back then. And it was amazing. I started importing so many PlayStation 3 games because they were so cheap. Because remember, in America, $60 games, which meant because our dollar was stronger than the American dollar, I was getting these PlayStation 3 games for like 50 bucks Australian. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so good. Australian prices were like 100 bucks, and I was paying 50 for brand new PlayStation 3 games because it was a region-free console. So my... Where is it? I'm just going to do it anyway. Oh, no. I couldn't stop him, guys. So, the tangent just went. Look at look at my Uncharted copy. It's the American copy. Look. Um, I got it because it was only like 50 bucks because our dollar was so strong. So I just got the American copy of Uncharted. I was like, not? oh my God, this, this is amazing. How good is this? Ah, uh, I miss those days. I don't. Living through the oh, 2007 the Ameri- financial crisis. The American rating. It's not so fair. Cool. But um, yeah, sorry. Patreon. Right. I wanted to have a conversation with our patrons today. Yep. So we love them lots. Um, but we also recognize that the places that we're growing... Uh, are significantly faster on YouTube. You know, there's a lot more eyes on it. Um, and we are considering YouTube membership. So I'm going to stick a thread up in the in the Patreon forums, which you get if you're a patron, because um, I want to discuss it with you guys. Equally, we really, really, really would love everybody's support. If you use the forums or if you watch the show, or if you enjoy any of the content that a lot of the team produced, do consider supporting us on Patreon because... Uh, it helps run all that stuff. Like genuinely, uh, the Patreon money funds all the servers, all the backend stuff mm. to make the website and the forums run smoothly. Um, it, it's useful and helpful. So we love you guys, but we do want to have a conversation. If there's interest for people to, you know, if you're watching the show on YouTube, do you want to have the the perks of being a YouTube membership? Is there room for both in people's worlds to give people the option of what they want to do? Um, because we also want to still support all the merch and stuff like that. So it's a conversation we want to have, so I'm just bringing it up, um, but it's just a heads up. But we love all our patrons a lot, and we thank them for their support. You guys are the real MVPs. So, yeah. Um, But on that note, patrons do get one wonderful perk, which is to annoy us with community questions every week. And we've got some for you today. So let's have a little ganders and see what people want to know. Yes. Okay. Uh, there's a fairly reasonable amount of questions today, which is good. It's good every now and again to not have like... It is when it's 1.30 in the morning. 15 <laughs> questions and whatever. Um, okay. Hi them G. Even, God, even hi, even hi them G's questions are like short. Short and sweet. Short and yeah. sweet. Yeah. So, feeling lucky punk? How does it feel to keep winning or something? <laughs> I assume he's talking about the Iron Man thing. Also, if you, Jesse and John, were a Marvel superhero villain, who would you be if you guys picked and choose? Oh, come on. Haven't you heard? I am Iron Man. Big Iron Man fan. P.S. Sakurai has a YouTube channel known as Masahiro Sakurai on creating games. Go check it out wherever you guys can or where you guys have free time and such. Interesting. Yes. I mean, you, you all know. I mean, I even caught flack on other bigger podcasts. For claiming to be Iron Man because apparently people don't know how to take a joke. Yeah, people are too serious. I don't know. I've never thought about like what's what superhero, Marvel superhero, villain I would be. I've never really given that much thought as a as a thirty eight year old. Ant Man, you're Ant Man. 
I don't want to be Ant Man. Okay. Why would I, I, I don't like, I'm I don't, I don't look regardless. like I'm twenty still like Paul Rudd does. So Yeah. Do uh, you want to piss people off? If you want to annoy people, I know when that would work. Okay, cool. I like Black Panther. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna land. <laughs> Literal. Literally not gonna yeah. land. Uh yeah. I don't know. I'll I, be, I am I am Iron Man. I I'll be the grumpy uh what is it, Hank Pym. I'll be Hank Pym. The OG uh, Ant Man. So there you go. Grumpy and Michael old. Douglas. Michael yeah. Douglas. <laughs> yeah. Just trying uh, to think who would suit who would suit you. Pro I mean, I guess you could argue I guess there's an argument for Captain America. I guess Jesse. there's an argument for it. No, for you. For you. Me? No, like I'm not American. I'm like anti American. Yeah. Sorry, Jesse. No, like, but when I when I think of comparing people like in a fun mucking around way to superheroes, I go by the personality. I'm basing that on the personality. Tony Stark is like an egotistical arrogant, mentality. up himself. He's also a drunk. You know, yeah, yeah, I don't drink, but that's yeah, that's a different thing. But personality wise, I know that's why you know I make John the joke. Who he's Wolverine? Because he kind of looks like him. He's really short. In yeah, I know, but again, from a personality perspective, it doesn't line up like at all. I I, I go based on the personality. That's why I always say iron man and a little bit of that is bled into from the fact that i just love iron man oh i'll, I'll so, be i'll be uh that's know. why i said captain america like if you think of captain america captain america is selfless he's uh, oh. always he's always nice he's always oh, um he's, this guy, he's always thinking of other you know, this oh, isn't me blowing smoke up oh, your ass i'm just saying um that that's why i I, I align I align to the personality more so than the physical. Can I be Can I be Captain or... Carter then, or Captain Britannia, or whatever? You, oh, yeah. It would be Union Jack. Would be who yeah, you yeah, yeah. You'd no, be I'll Captain be Britain. Captain Britain. There you go. I'll Carter, be that. Agent Carter. Yeah, yeah. How about oh. if we were going by job type, and then you could be J. Jonah Jameson because you are editor in chief. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> And that like, that aligns better with the physical appearance part as well. Yeah, thanks, mate. J. Jonah know. Jameson. I look like J.K. No, Simmons. J.K. Simmons well, no. is the perfect casting for that role ever. In oh, the he is. He so he is. Like, I'm so, so glad perfect. they brought him back as well. Yeah, yeah. J. J. Oh, yeah. J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Like, is the like it's it's as perfect, if not more so, than Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool. Like Ryan Reynolds, let's be honest. Ryan Reynolds has been playing Deadpool pretty much since the start of his career. But like, have you seen Van Wilder? Do you remember Van Wilder? Yep. He's dead. It's Deadpool in college. I can't actually like watch his... Ryan Reynolds movie now without yeah, just constantly just hearing and seeing that Deadpool stick. And uh, I really enjoyed Life for that reason. If you haven't seen Life, I would recommend it. It's a good little sci-fi flick. Yes, I have. I've seen life. Yeah. Uh, you saw what happened to Ryan Reynolds, right? Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. Um, there's an element of that now with Robert Downey Jr. Like, yeah. po po like, Robert Downey Jr. is an underrated actor. And I know that's weird to say, but I'm talking about his acting talent 
is underrated post Iron Man. Like people forget that he probably should have won the Academy Award for Chaplin. I think people forget that. Like he's actually an incredible actor, Robert Downey Jr. Did you see Doolittle? Um, no. Yeah, that that yeah, might change. Okay. All right, every great actor has bad movies. Calm down. I'm just I mean, saying. He wrote and well, I don't know if he wrote it, but that was his movie. Like he worked really hard to get that made. And boy, was it. Yeah. Unless you're into seeing dragons get fisted up the butt. It was a really bad movie. What? I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, I give that a Sorry for the spoiler. Oh my god! <laughs> it's a but... dragon. He has to fix its incontinence by shoving his hand up its butt and pulling uh, like gold or something. I don't know. It's so. Oh my god! I have not seen it. Um, but he's actually a great actor. But the thing is, post Iron Man now, almost every role. I, and I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know if it's just how it's panned out. Every role. Robert Downey Jr. takes it's Tony Stark in a different job. So yeah. have you seen have you seen The Judge? Yeah. Where he plays a lawyer and his dad is a judge, played by Robert Duvall. Yeah, great movie. He's Tony he he's Tony it? Stark, the lawyer. If you want then have you seen Chef? Yes. He's Tony Stark, the property whatever. Magnet. Yeah, yeah. Like in every movie he's in now, he's Tony Stark in a different job that that's all he and which is a bit sad like and a lot of great actors like robert de niro all these sorts of guys the, the last time robert de niro took a role that wasn't mafia guy in this situation was stardust do you remember yeah. stardust from 2007 oh, incredible movie oh what a oh if that's not one of the most underrated movies in the history of movies I don't know what is like. In if you fact, haven't seen, that is going to be my movie for me and the kids tomorrow. Oh, right? start. I haven't us. seen it. It's going to blow their minds. Great. Seriously, movie. for anyone watching and for anyone catching up after that watches this show, if you have not seen Stardust, you know Henry Cavill is in that. A young Henry Cavill. I freaked out when I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh my god. That's Henry Cavill. <laughs> well, you know, the guy, that's Henry you know the guy that plays uh, the, the main character, the hero? Yes. That's Deadpool. Daredevil. Uh, no, Daredevil. Sorry, Daredevil. Yeah. yeah, it's Daredevil. I was like... Yeah, that's Matt Murdock. That's Daredevil. Yeah. Anyway, that's, this is a tangent uh, from one question. But it's yes. 1.30 in the morning. Watching you, tangent man. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. Um, so, Well, I mean, it, it, we say tangent. We were still answering the question. But we were talking about movies. And I'm seeing people in the chat. Yeah, Master Cheek's brother. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. No. No, hi them G, you got confused. Liev Schreiber, who is also Ray Donovan. Yeah. He played Sabretooth. Pablo, his half brother, is my doppelganger. Okay. Uh DI game. Hello, everyone. My question is involving Ghostwire and Deathloop. What future do you think these IPs hold, if any? Microsoft seems to have given Deathloop a good push, but do you think being a timed exclusive will harm its performance on Xbox? <clears throat> nah. Do you think Sony has any claims to either IP contractually or future sequels would be, like Hellblade? Do you think a sequel is even in the cards? To put it another way, do you think Deathloop and Ghostwire could sever their ties to PlayStation and become Xbox-associated franchises? Or do you think the decision to sign with Sony kneecaps the two IPs? I doubt that. I, I think once those deals... Like, now Deathloop, that's it. Deathloop now is Microsoft's. 
It is. It's just Microsoft's. But I don't I don't picture either game getting a sequel. Neither do I. Honestly. I There's a are, thing one with Deathloop. Like Deathloop as a sequel, maybe not, but Deathloop as a part of the Dishonored universe, I could see that. Because there are things that tie in with the void powers and where the story goes in that game, where I think it could become a part of the greater Arcaneverse. But I think so. Then, so then, my my instincts on that were right when I said that Deathloop feels a lot like Dishonored: Death of the Outsider. The oh, yeah, vibe, it's on the Void Engine. Yeah. The, vi- the vibe yeah. was extremely similar. Like, because mm-hmm. again, Death I of agree. the Outsider wasn't played as much as the two Dishonored games. Play Death of the Outsider. Like, Deathloop reminds me a lot of it. Purely just, and again, from from a pure gameplay and. Uh, vibe is such an Aussie word. The vibe of it. It's from a movie, The Castle. The the vibe of Deathloop and the gameplay and everything, so much Death of the Outsider about it. And Death of the Outsider is great. It's a really good game. Um, but I do not see those two games personally getting sequels. Their PlayStation Association, I reckon that's already over with Deathloop. Yeah, yeah. It's, game a bad ga- it's a bad game now. Have you not seen? Yeah, now Deathloop is now the worst. Deathloop is like <laughs> this overrated, garbage, yeah, mid game. Oh, and did you see? You know, someone tagged me on Twitter, and I still don't understand what the slight on us was. I I wasn't even talking about it, and then someone was tagging me saying, "Oh, you know, look at." the reviews they're giving Deathloop. That and were like, completely in line with... And it was like Jesse's review and someone was saying, oh, this guy reviewed Deathloop. I'm like, I didn't even review Deathloop. Yeah. And it's like, I don't understand why you're bagging good reviews of Deathloop. Deathloop got great reviews when it was a PlayStation exclusive as well. So what the hell are you talking and about? I, I have to it's... say, congrats to Jesse for, for the review as well. I did see that Arcane Studios themselves both liked and retweeted the tweet. Um, so, you know, and I think, oh, I won't say, but I think there was another What did we thing. give it? 9.3? 3? Yeah. Was it, was it 9.3? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, congrats, I mean, dude. It was a video fine. as well. At least, at <laughs> least it wasn't 10. <laughs> it's a good game. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think it'll get sequels. No. Uh, Hugh. Hugh. Howdy, Hugh. guys. Uh, an interesting debate occurred this week in the forum's acquisition thread, <laughs> really, uh, which discussed what is the tipping point before Xbox's acquisitions become anti-competitive for the gaming industry. <laughs> I want to answer this one. This week, Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella had an interview with Bloomberg and stated the following. We're number four or five, depending on how you count in gaming. In fact, the number one player in this case, Sony, even in this period has acquired three companies. So if this is about competition, let us have competition. Therefore, my question to you is, what would be the tipping point after ABK, even after this deal completes, it is expected that Microsoft will still only be either number two or three by gaming revenue behind Tencent and Sony. Would they be able to go after one more big publisher, e.g. EA, Epic, Valve, or Take-Two? Would they be able to acquire a few smaller publishers, e.g. Ubisoft, Capcom, Seagull, Square Enix? Or do you think it's only smaller studios from here on out, like a Sobo or Certain Affinity? All the best, Hugh. Please change acquisitions, threads, names too. If this is about competition, let us have competition. Um, 
Yeah, we didn't actually discuss this before because we didn't talk about the fact that was it Satya or Phil that effectively said we're not done acquiring, which we Phil we've said that before a hundred times on this podcast. We know they're not done. Um, I, I look, I still you know Satya's right. I, I like that Satya said depending on how you count. So everyone like. The Sony fans will count console sales as the measure of their market lead, even though the Switch is the outright market leader. Everyone likes to not include Nintendo. So between Microsoft and Sony, people like to use console sales as the measure of success, despite technically not knowing how many consoles Microsoft has sold. Um... Right now, everyone still assumes that Sony is the market leader between the two of them. And Satya, regardless of what Satya knows, because Satya would obviously be acutely aware of how many consoles Microsoft has sold. He is also aware of how many Sony has sold. So regardless of where Microsoft's real number lies, Satya will allow, for the sake of the ABK deal, (laughs) <laughs> to help that go through. Yeah, 100%. Satya will continue to allow whatever narrative is out there about the console sales between Xbox and PlayStation. He'll Now, I'm I am curious though. So with Epic with the Epic and Apple case, we saw a lot of stuff come out that we would normally never see come out. Do you think stuff will come out with this that we normally would never hear about? Like do you actually think one of the things, one of the pieces of information that could potentially come out in this case is how many consoles Microsoft has sold? Possibly. Uh, I don't know if it'll ever make it public, but it might be a question like, hey, what's the market between the two of you? Because, so for example, right? And again, this is all hypothetical. Let's say Sony knows how many consoles Microsoft has sold. I don't know how they'd know. I'm just saying, let's say Sony knows. And Microsoft, we know, doesn't give the number. But if Sony knew the number, could they not... Like, you'd think... So, like, let's say the real number is close. Let's say they're close. The series consoles and the PlayStation 5. Let's say they're, they're very close or neck and neck. If Sony knew that, that would be an advantage to Sony, wouldn't it? In their argument about losing market leadership? No. Why? Because they could turn around and say, well, hold on, Microsoft, even now without ABK, have almost as many consoles sold as we do. If they then get ABK, they'll get more, way more. They still still sell the PS4, right? Yeah. So there is no argument that they can make to say that they don't have a stronger market share because the PS4 exists and is still a viable product. Like if you if you wanted to separate this out to just be about next gen, you yes. can start having a conversation. But you that, can't. That's what I was referring to. That's but yeah, what I was I, uh, to. that's my figures. But you can't because it's the market, and the market includes Xbox One and PS4. So from a oh, okay. straight on paper point of view, Microsoft would be like they have sold twice as many as us, regardless. Yeah. You know, so yeah, it is yeah. what it is. Um, but I get yeah. where you were going with it. But yeah, it, it, and that's arguably Sony are thinking big picture. They're thinking, uh oh, COD goes fully exclusive at the launch of the Xbox next and the PS7 mm. or the PS6 rather. Um, 
shit, <laughs> that's going to be where we're screwed. We need to think further down the road. But mm. have, they have to try and make the argument about what ifs and everything now. And the, the whole nutshell of it is Microsoft, I fully believe they'll keep Call of Duty, at least for the foreseeable multi-platform. Yeah, but they want to leave the door open if they want to nail the coffin shut at PS6. Oh, I'm, I'm saying the same thing I said back in January. It will get locked down eventually. Whether but, that's in three years, whether that's in five years, whether that's in six years, it's going to get locked down. Sony you don't spend expect, that much not to. Yeah, but Sony can't expect a contract, contract in perpetuity and the no, CMA no won't be able thing. to demand one and Microsoft that's wouldn't right. grant one. So that's why no I don't see thing. any of this going anywhere. But um, It will be yeah. a rolling contract like what I guess like Minecraft. Minecraft is. Yeah. Yep, we're renewing the Minecraft deal for three more years. Then yeah, three but, years comes up. Yeah, we're renewing the Minecraft deal for another three years. And that's what Call of Duty will be. And then most likely, the most likely outcome is that to help this deal go through. Yeah, no worries. For the rest of this generation, they've got Call of Duty. Yeah. And then when PS6 uh, comes to, along. <laughs> to answer Hugh's question, uh, I, I, I cannot, I have no idea what Microsoft would think would they would go for. I think they are very keen to get this done because they are missing deals now. Yes. Because they, they cannot are. make any moves. They are frozen in place yep. until ABK closes. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think, I personally think that at this point, at that juncture, they might not seek the big ones, like even, even the smaller big ones, you know, like you Because if they're already making this argument about, Activision Blizzard, and then they try and do it again with a very large publisher, particularly Ubisoft, with the number of developers it has and studios it has. Yeah, but Ubisoft. Yeah, but hold on, eight, hold on, hold on. Which size are you going to look at now? Because you can't have both. You're you're either. So the argument this this thus far has been, oh, it's a seventy billion dollar deal. It's not about the size of ABK staff wise. It's the size of ABK market cap wise you can't then with ubisoft use staff size no ubisoft's market cap is far smaller what i mean is microsoft's ability to manage more that's a that's a separate argument that's a separate i think my gut feel is they'll go for probably the the more unique teams with it because they at this point they've got an ip war chest you know once the abk deal closes Uh, you know what they're missing they're missing gta and assassin's creed from I was just the about big, to say, big ones because Brit, I just saw Brit go, but Yubi doesn't have COD. Yeah, but Yubi's got Assassin's Creed, so Assassin's Creed will get some scrutiny too. But see, uh, but then see, Microsoft can fight back so much easier with Assassin's Creed because Microsoft will be like, well, what does Sony lose if they lose Assassin's Creed? They've got that many open world, icon filled action RPGs that they lose nothing with Assassin's Creed. That's Sony's bread and butter. I don't know. So, Hopefully, I'm mean, not I'm taking already, anything away. I'm already semi like, <sighs> I just want the ABK deal to be closed. I don't even want to start hypothetically arguing about what would. Look, you know, we we've always said that they're going to keep going. I I think they will have a crack at at one more big one, like one of the ones that. Hugh mentioned there, I reckon they'll have another crack at one of those, whether it's a UB, whether it's a, a, a an Epic or, or one of those. I don't think EA, they'll bother. Because EA is that... Yeah, EA is more starting to approach the sphere of Activision. Yeah. And in terms of the IPs they have, you've got all those sports games. 
Right, but here's the and thing in sports games. They'd is, stay multi. Well, yes, because of, and I was about to say FIFA, oh, that's changed, but it hasn't because they've still got all the deals with all the clubs that have to make it multi. Yes, so yes, they'd so. all stay multi anyway, but they'd earn the revenue and yes, they'd be able to put it on the subscription. So, I, but it's it's such a complex thing. Like, can we mm. can we all just like just let ABK happen and then think about what's next? Like, or just we're just answering the question game. though. I know. We're just answering the question. I I think, I I think they're still going to go for publishers plural, as well as smaller studios. I think they missed a big one with. I still I still think they missed a big one with Crystal. Yeah. I think Crystal was such a missed opportunity, and look at that now. Embracer now has Tomb Raider. Embracer now has Day. Ah, oh, that was such a missed opportunity, Crystal. Um, and that's another reason I hate this ABK deal. And I like it's cost. It's cost stuff that I care about. That and I don't care about ABK. So I swear, if they lose Sega now, I'll crack it. But I, I think their next after ABK goes through, I think their next publisher attempt will be a Japanese one. Japanese slash Asian will be their next attempt. That's my prediction. I think they're going to have a real crack at a Sega or a Capcom or I don't know, Square, maybe. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, I reckon. But I'm still spewing about Crystal. Crystal and Eidos. Those two I'm or just buy Embracer. Yeah, maybe maybe just that's the big plan. Just buy just Embracer, Embracer and get all of those, man. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah. Uh, next, good old Collingwood. Hello. Next Sunday is daylight savings in Australia. Uh, will Nick get up one hour earlier, or will John stay up one hour later? John, uh, Nick, and Jesse. That was all your name. That was your nickname. So. From next Sunday to one hour later, that was your nickname. Uh, Johnny Kajusi. Fable. This long-running RPG is best known for its sense of humour, based on British humour. It's due to be remade by Playground Games and releasing in the next few years. I've always thought that Fable should be spun off, adopting other countries' humour to differentiate itself. For example, I could see Fable done in a fantasy France, adopting the particular Gaelic... Gaelic? Gaelic? Sorry, Gaelic. Gaelic? Is that right? Sense of humour. It could be done by a Sobo Studios who sorely need a light break after a Plague Tale Requiem. The game itself uh, would be named after the French word for fable. So Nick, if a fable game was spun off using the Greek sense of humour, <laughs> what would it be like? Good old Collingwood. Uh, Jesse, I just saw several hour-long previews of the game. Who at Xbox Era is reviewing Scorn? John? No, me. Who's reviewing Scorn? I grabbed it. Oh, okay. Uh, a fable, a Greek fable. Or, well, look, a Greek fable would involve a lot of swearing and very, very risque is the word I'll use. A lot use. of butt stuff. Yeah, a lot of very risque sexual innuendo jokes in a Greek fable. John, you're muted. I, I even I, DM'd him about that. Jesse said that, and I pressed the button to unmute myself and thought I was fine. But yeah, that sounds a lot like a British fable, to be honest. <laughs> they nah, obviously tone it but, all down. But we've played British fable. Yeah. A Greek fable would be like 
Like I envision, yeah, a Greek fable. There'd just be a lot of insults to everyone. Sounds fun. Like Greeks, Greeks, Greek people insult on a level that's like so granular down, down to just stock standard greetings. Like it's like, we can't just say hi to people normally. Like if we meet, if we're meeting up with a tall person, Yashu psile or mikre. So psile means tall. <laughs> mikre means small. Like, so even if we're just meeting a tall guy, we'd have to go to the level of, we can't just say, hi, John. We have to say, hey, tall or hey, short. Like it, it's just, just constant. Mean. It's like, you mean as a culture. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah. It's just this <laughs> ongoing, like it's just never ending. Um, so I feel like if Fable was to adopt that, it would almost be too much. Yeah. For for the for, for Greeks it would be hilarious, but for the majority of people it would just be I feel too much. Because yeah, I I like its British I like its British uh, origins. Um because no, no, no British culture is uh we're mocked for our food we're mocked for our teeth we're mocked for our <laughs> accents we're used as bad guys in films um you know like we we but i oh man it's really weird like i have i've been on a bit of a like a history binge like i've i as a person i'm very fascinated by 1940s and 50s britain and and how we collectively acted as a culture in in mm. some of the things we did i'm hey not advocating for anything here i just like some of the older traditions and and that you know the sense of stiff upper lip just get on with it you know and that's mm -hmm. all gone now like all this news and i hate to bring up politics and real world stuff but like seeing all the stuff in russia with the conscription of young men into the army or people into the army like no sorry people like breaking their arms and fleeing the country and you think back to like that the, that era where the world was in peril and people did just, they weren't, there was subscription, but people wanted to fight. People fought because they believed in something bigger than themselves and all of that jazz. And I know it's romanticized a lot in media and stuff like that. And it's not always the way things actually are, but the way it's often portrayed is like, is there's a bit of pride. And even watching the Queen's funeral, like I felt a flicker of national pride last week. I was just like, this was all very pompous and arrogant. And it's very British. And I kind of like mm. that Britishness of it. I, I don't know. It's I like that in Fable. Um, I like the fart jokes and the Monty Python-esque humor and the stuff that, you know, I'm a, I like the dry and the sarcastic as opposed to the shotgun approach of, of American comedy or, or other cultures. But I'd still be interested in playing games from other places. But don't take yeah. Fable away from Britain. Like, make a game... Yeah, it's yeah. different based in that's Greece, right. you know. Like you've and got Greece, yeah, that's right. and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, one they've main got... thing with them. Oh, sorry. One main thing with Fable is the funny. The funny thing is with English culture is how much they take. They've taken from around Europe. Yeah, we've stolen French, everything. We're jerks. French word for Fable is Fable, so it's, it doesn't even have a different word. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's already a lot of cross pollination. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's, it's yeah, but it is it is what it is. But and, yeah. and I mean, you've got games like Immortals, Phoenix Rising, which yeah. is okay. in that vein of Fable and Zelda and all that, and it's based on Greek. And like, but again, like they have a, it's obviously meant to be a kid friendly game, so they're not going to go all out 
on the true Greek humor. Like Assassin's Creed Origins, I haven't played Odyssey. But even in Assassin's Creed Origins, like I walk around and I hear a lot of Greek because there are a lot of Greeks in Egypt. There's a lot of crossover there between Greece and Egypt. And I was walking around in Assassin's Creed Origins and I'm hearing people talk Greek behind me and they're full swearing as well. Like they're sitting there calling people Malakis and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, wow, they've, they really understand that Greek people are just constantly calling other people idiots. They really captured that well. Um, so yeah, a, a fable done in that style would, if you're going to do it, do it all the way and do it properly. But yeah. That's it. Next question. Uh, look at that. Gaz appeared in the chat and then disappeared as quickly as he appeared. Because it would also be like nearly 2am for him too. 2am. Um, that's right, yeah? 2am. Yeah, it's 2am, yeah, Nick. Yeah, but Gaz stays up. Like, I'll play. I'll go play Rocket League later and sometimes Gaz will jump into my party chat. Wow. Like, at early hours uh, of the morning. What about the very first part of that? I think we're keeping it at the normal time and Nick just gets screwed for a couple months, aren't we? No, he, he gets benefit because his clocks go... No, his clocks, his clocks go backwards. Go... He has to get up even earlier, John. I no, go he's... forward. He goes so forward. I lose an hour of sleep. So yeah. if it was if, if, if we were now in the future oh, yeah, one break. week... Yeah. So right now it's 11 a.m. here. Next week, if it was if it was next week, it would now be midday. I forgot you're backwards. You're, you're, yeah. you're reversed. Yeah. So yeah, so yes. Um, yeah. For outside of Australia, we should stay the same time. Nick gains the hour. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Creaky Legs. Hello, lads. As Xbox era grows larger, your interest in the communities grow in new directions. What are just tangents now about friends or movies you watched might lead to dedicated content for it? Same for PlayStation or Nintendo. So I wonder, have you already got a rebrand name in your back pockets if Xbox era makes no more sense to keep? Or would you rather splitter your audience in multiple directions with separate channels? That's a really good question. It's a good question, but I'm not going to tell. I'm not going to answer what our what our rebrand would be because someone wise out there will go go copyright the name before I've done it. Well, the name the um, name's already out there. It's Resetera. It's reset. <laughs> we'll, we'll rebrand ourselves to Reset Era, yeah. which is not which is not Resetera. It's oh, Reset man. Era. So we're going to cover everything. And we'll have no. a forum and we'll change the name of our forum to Reset Era. And we'll totally rebrand everything. Oh, can you but imagine how mad everyone would be? But we're going to trademark Reset Era. Not Resetera. Because Resetera is already taken. So <laughs> we're going to make sure that it's... For the record. Two separate, two separate <laughs> words reset era because we're resetting the xbox era brand <laughs> to cover everything ayo uh, on a serious <laughs> on a serious note because obviously that that wasn't serious uh like there's been genuine discussions about like oh you know nick's mentioned his playstation podcast he'd like to do and nintendo podcast a, nintendo podcast all podcast. of that sort of thing movie cast but uh i think the, the real crux of it is everybody on the team is slammed just about keeping up with what we've got and we've obviously got the very large 
book project which we're looking to finish we've got big update coming to kickstarter tomorrow which i was working with pre-drag on earlier this evening we've we've finally got over one big big hurdle so we're kind of like almost on that home stretch now which is really exciting because frankly with everything that kind of happened particularly with me this year it became almost like a uh, this heavy Damocles sort of stress and worry mm. because we want to keep that promise and really get that done to the best of our ability. Um, but it's really hard, genuinely. Like the Patreon, and I know I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the Patreon, everything that the community supports us with enables everything that you see. But we are we are at our limit often. You know, we've had people, and I won't name any names, but there are people that join hoping they can help out and then they get, they get hit with the reality bat of actually this is we treat this like a job this is we we care about it it's our baby we expect you know quality and effort and sometimes people are like oh okay i just hope to get a couple of codes here and there or oh, i'll just dip in and out and while we while we all recognize it's volunteer only i think the core team really believes in it really thinks we can make a difference so the idea of then asking that same team or bringing other people into that world that we don't know yet it's scary it's why we don't often bring new people in because we've got a working unit and if we upset that balance we're going to cause trouble for ourselves so it's it's really mm. delicate and difficult like one of the big things i'd love to do a movie podcast with a few folks oh, from Xbox Zero. Man, great fun so i watch movies all the time i have lots of opinions mm. but yeah do i have time right now in my life to do something else on an x night that fits the time zones and yeah, does my social life now it it it's really hard like people yeah. really don't i don't think and this is the fun thing about content and and subscriptions and why i think things like patreon and and, and the community is so great right is because i think there are people out there that genuinely realize if you spend more than 10 hours a week watching all of the video reviews or all of the podcasts, or if you listen to them on the train or you go hang out and you're conversing in the forums all day with the community, you're using the stuff that the, the, the whole team and the community have put together for you. And there are some people that go, I love this and I want this to continue, have our support. And there are other people that just want to use it. And they don't think about that big picture of how much effort it is or how much work is put in. So it's a really long, complicated question, Creaky Legs. I'm glad you asked it because it's a pertinent one. I think we all dream of a world where mm. this is this is the full time job, and we get to actually oh. fully. Like, I, I'd yeah. love to wake up Monday to Friday, and okay, Mondays is movie podcast, and I yeah. can do that. And oh, yeah. I'm playing this game, and and that's my job, and I could treat it like a job, but still have fun with it, and enjoy the content yeah. creation, enjoy the hanging oh, out. Oh, for sure. Me. If if this was the full time job, we would have already had the PlayStation podcast, the Nintendo podcast, the movie We'd podcast. I'd be doing. Oh, I'd be doing. Like I said, I already. In my Xbox era graphic design folder that I've got, I've already started doing mock-up logos for the PlayStation podcast. I've got the name, which again, I don't want to give away the name because I believe someone will 100% steal this name because I believe it's a truly great name. Um, I've just got to think of a good one for a Nintendo podcast. I haven't been able to think of a good name for a Nintendo podcast, but the PlayStation one, oh, such a good name and such a good tagline. And I, and I want to start it just because of the name and the tagline but um and then you run into the problem about. that playstation podcasts have where you end up just talking about xbox all the time yeah like i just xbox don't know what we talk about part two i'm not sure what we talk <laughs> if about if it was monthly feel... like it, yeah if it wasn't a weekly thing i think you can 
round you enough to it's get it. It's funny. I had, month, I had a friend reach out to me. I had a friend reach out to me who has a PlayStation podcast or yeah, they have a PlayStation podcast. And he saw that I was complaining about the fact that I want to buy God of War, but it's $125 Australian. And I just don't want to spend that kind of money on a game that I know I'll play probably to completion for a couple of weeks or whatever. And never touch I'll it never again. touch it again. Like Ratchet and Clank. I enjoyed Ratchet and Clank for the time I spent on it, but I beat it and had that platinum within a couple of weeks. And that was it. And that cost me $110. Because I had um, Fable the Goat, Jamie, give me some money for my birthday to put towards it. So I bought the deluxe edition of Ratchet and Clank, 150 bucks. And he gave me some money towards that and I bought it. And But like it was done in two weeks. It was done. And I'm like, and, and the two weeks thing is fine. Because as you've heard me say, I like my short games. But that's a lot of money. Yeah to spend for a short game as much as i love my short games that's a lot of money to spend i would have rather just waited for a sale still had my two weeks of fun that i enjoyed and i love those ratchet games but that's just that's a lot of money 125 dollars is a lot of money that's all yeah i completely agree so this guy reached out to me and he's like come do my playstation podcast with me it's fortnightly. He goes, and I'll get you a code for God of War. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, dude, it's your show. You get your God of War code. That's fine. I don't need to get your yeah, God of I, War code. As great as that would be. I, I, I think it's just a case of, you know, we are, we're, we, I, I would, and Jesse, feel free to pipe in. Cause you're like, you're like the, the machine, the man with the content, you know, I feel like we're, we are at limit. Like we're just about able to somehow pull this all together between everybody. Yeah, it's um, it's mainly just because I am treating it like a full time job thing without you know. Hey, yeah, it. And it's, and it's that's hard. So, you know, this is why we need that extra support. And you know, look, if there are people that listen to this podcast that love making videos, you know, and are good at it, or great at narrating, or great at writing, don't be afraid to reach out to us because we're cagey and we're careful about who we bring on now. And you'll probably have to sit down with a lot of us. And so we can understand, but if you do reach out, go in knowing that we care about it a lot and we want what's best, the best we can get. Um, and that's, that's how we're going to run it. So yeah. But yeah, heavy question for two in the morning. Nick, you're yeah. only you're limited to a hundred word response to this question, and Torn Raptors isn't a question. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, uh, that's okay. Uh, I'm going over those two. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Somnia, morning, afternoon, evening, fellas. First, I missed last week, so just wanted to say, let's fucking go, Goldeneye baby. Whoop. Second. Not even game related, but spooky season is upon us. And I was curious on what your favorite horror movies are, or if you can list a couple, if it's hard to say, of all time is. What's your favorite horror movie? Mine would be The Thing from 1982. Do you have any good memories of watching a scary movie? I remember being pretty young and staying the night over at a friend's house and we watched Return of the Living Dead after everyone went to bed. One, not scary for us. His kid sister freaked out and we got in trouble. Have a great weekend all. Man, I've got, I've legitimately got stories about horror movies. Like... So, the scariest movie I've ever seen to this day is still The Grudge. 
the original grudge, not the stupid remake from 2020, the original grudge. I don't know what it is about the grudge, but something about the grudge just creeps the ever loving S out of me, the S H one T out of me. And the grudge is still the scariest movie I've ever seen in terms of like stories. So when I was a kid, so it, the original it came out in 1990. So I was 10 when the it came out. And it's just funny how times change. I would never let my kids watch horror movies, but I was watching horror movies as like an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, 10-year-old, but I would never let my daughter watch something like it now. And she's no. 10. No way. But I watched it as a 10-year-old. <laughs> just different times. That's probably why we're all best in the head. Um, <laughs> I was so terrified of it as a 10-year-old because remember, I was 10. I was so... Now, remember, the thing with It is that It comes out when there's water around. That's his thing. His thing is water. So, I was so terrified of It as a 10-year-old that I did not brush my teeth or shower for like a week after watching it. (laughs) I just did not want to be anywhere near water. I just... I didn't shower. I didn't brush my teeth. Nothing. And my mum would be like, I brush your teeth. I'm like, oh, it's going to get me. I was just like terrified. Um, yeah, just so many, oh yeah, so many scary stories over the years, but yes, grudge is my, it's not necessarily my favorite, but it's the scariest one I've seen. So it's a good answer and, uh, props for picking the thing, Somnia, great movie. Um, I typically dislike horror because I find it to be the most predictable movie genre. Uh, Also, I am a wuss. We've gone over this many times on the podcast. But if I had to pick a horror that I thought did everything it set out to do incredibly well, um, I would probably say that my my personal favourite would either be... uh, The Thing is up there, 100%, but uh, in an effort to be different, maybe The Babadook. Um, I which knew I you really... were going to say that. Great I movie. I knew you were going to say that. Don't let him in. Don't let him in. Annoying little Australian kid, but you know, mm. whatever. Walks that line between wanting to punch him in the face or feel sorry for him. Um, but great movie because it was more about the psychological and less about the jump scare. Um, yeah, yeah. Really, really cool. Um, and and I, I, this is is very. I think it's because it it touched two genres that I liked. It was a horror, but it was sci-fi, um, and which is Dark Skies. Um, which I, I thought had some really, really excellent moments. It, I, I won't spoil it, but yeah, you know, alien abductions and kids and, you know, stuff all being piled up in different weird ways around the house. But what if it's not mm. ghosts and ghouls? What if it is other beings? Uh, it does it in a very, mm. very cool way. There's really cool sequences. But the last one that really creeped me out and got under my skin and is more conventional was The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. That was Has good. Some, like the whole witching hour, 3 a.m. Yeah. It just, oh, it just got under your yeah. skin a little that bit. That was like, good. It was good. Exorcism so, of Emily Rose was good. You know, I I had, I watched Evil Dead as a 17-year-old, so 1997. Yeah. I watched Evil Dead as a seven. I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it as a 17-year-old, and I had nightmares. Wow. As a 17-year-old from Evil Dead. Evil Dead was scary, man. Like... Evil Dead 2, they started to introduce the comedy into it. And then Army of Darkness is just hilarious. That's just the classic. But Evil Dead 1 is a legitimately 
scary movie. scary movie. It is like, and cabin. I'm seeing people cabin in the woods. Cabin in the woods was pretty scary too, and that was very. Cabin uh, in the channeled. woods was funny as fuck. I was cracking up through that. That channeled the Evil Dead a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, the hill had the hills have eyes. That's a pretty creepy one as well. There's one um, that I saw when I was eight when it came out, and I don't know why I saw it. But The Exorcist Three, and I don't know if it holds up. Dude, <laughs> I, it's funny you think. say that. Oh. It's funny you say that because even though the first Exorcist is stands as the one that's accepted as the best, scariest, whatever. Evil De- uh, Exorcist 2 was just a disgusting... That was just an atrocious movie. Yeah, that was terrible. Exorcist 3, I'm the same. Like, there's a moment in Exorcist 3 that, to me, was the scariest moment across the three movies. And Jesse will probably remember this when I say this moment. So they're in a what I believe is a mental asylum. I can't remember if it's a hospital or a mental asylum, like a traditional hospital. But they, they cut to this... They cut to this shot of what I think is Mary, a statue of Mary. And then I think she's bleeding or something like that. And then there's this cuts all the way back and there's this shot down the hall. You see, you see the camera's like right down here and you're looking down all the way the other end of this hall. And you see an orderly walk past and then all of a sudden this thing or person with a sheet over them just woof just comes right across behind them and i'll never forget it it was like one of the creepiest moments i'd seen across any of the exorcist movies um jeepers creepers 2 why 2 the first jeepers creepers is scary do you remember that movie jeepers yeah i remember it where'd you get the hills have eyes all of that stuff like i the the, the biggest thing for me as a kid was arachnophobia. Oh, yeah. I watched that hiding like I couldn't sleep. And like my you know that's being remade? Oh, God, is it? How do you remake arachnophobia? God knows. Like, what? Like, do you know? But do you know why I'm asking that question? Like, it's not like a movie that was held back by technology, technology. or... No. It's spiders. Like, and they were using mostly real spiders. Yeah, it was for that horrible. movie. Horrible, oh, horrible, I, saw, I saw that at the cinema as a kid, man. Uh, um, I don't think that helped my fear, but the um, the whole the whole premise, like you're talking about that moment in The Exorcist Three. There's a number of films like you ever see It Follows, the whole idea of an STD yes. ghost that you transfer, and if oh. you're the It Follows, no, It Follows has this really that. really cool moment in it where. The girl is seeing this person coming for them. Um, and she's at a house party with some friends and she's really freaked out and she knows it's coming and she's she, you know, basically she she kind of got tricked into having sex so that the guy could be like, Hey, it's your problem now. And only if they die does it revert back to them. So the idea it's kind of a weird plot, it's kind of gross. But there's a scene that. where she's in the house party all her friends and she's really upset and her friends knock at the door and she's like don't let them in and they open it up and it's just her friend and her friend comes in but then it is like this rip like absurdly tall out of proportion kind of basketball player looking character and it's just it just comes out of the shadows afterwards honestly man i was like oh like it was it really oh, it creeped me out in a big big way but i just saw what the paranormal like the, the first Did- paranormal activity I watched that oh, night yeah. shift. 
with headphones, mm. seeing yeah. it work, pretending to work, but watching it in the that window. That was scary. The, the bass, yeah, when things were going wrong, it was like it got under your skins. Great sound design. Did you, did you see one of the Paranormal Activity movies they use Connect? Like Xbox didn't. 360 Connect. That's awesome, though. Because for those of you that remember, Connect, if you turned on night infrared or whatever, the way Connect works is it's shooting out like hundreds of lasers all around the room. And that's how it gets a guide of where everything is and puts together a picture of the room with like all these lasers. So in one of the paranormal activities, they show that. And they show like all they they actually have connected in there. It's quite funny. Dead Silence was creepy. Remember yeah. Dead Silence with the dolls? I haven't that seen was, that one. Uh, oh, really? Donnie Wahlberg's in it. Ryan Quanton, the Aussie. Um, yeah, two thousand and seven. Dead Silence came out. Uh, that one was pretty creepy. Dolls have always creeped me out when you see dolls in movies. Like, you know, you always have those movements, moments in movies where, like, the camera shows this doll and then it goes away and then it comes back and the doll's either looking in a different direction or it's smiling or it's no. not there anymore. That stuff creeps me out. I just, I literally just looked up the clip of It Follows. Like, man. I need bit. to see that. I haven't seen it. I just put it in the in the chat on the thing. Um, like, I don't know if Jesse will. I don't know if we get in trouble. I already played it in the game on our. I mean, oh, did game. you? I already played just, it. Man, show, just yeah. no eyes. Uh, yeah, and he just yes. he just lanks his way in. Oh, it's so revived. <laughs> revived. Saying, I'm trying to think of the same movie, mate. That can't scream or you die movie. I'm trying to Google it. I thought it was Dead Silence, but it's not. There's a movie Is it don't where. Breathe? Don't, uh, is it don't breathe, don't scream, don't... Don't breathe uh, is the one I where the blind remember. guy and she's trapped in his house. No, 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 no. There's a movie where there's this witch and, and um, like, she's she's been cursed. This town is cursed and this, this witch, like, Kills the kids or something. Ah, uh, I can't remember. I don't think it was Don't Breathe. It's it's something else. And they have to stay quiet and keep their mouth closed or something like that. It's But it's not Don't Breathe. I'm looking up Don't Breathe and it's not Don't Breathe. It's yeah. dead silence. Mary's last wish was to have her body turned. And then Mary takes her revenge by killing those who scream. No, dead, dead silence. silence. Is it dead silence? That's the dull one. That's the doll one. I was just, yeah, but that's also yeah. one where she her thing is killing people who scream. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of another one. Maybe I'm thinking of another one then. I might be thinking of another movie then. Yeah, I am. I, I might be. I must be thinking. And now it's going to annoy me. Like I'm going to be thinking about this that's for fine. the rest Think of the day. Think about it now. off air. It's, yeah, we're wondering. <laughs> Let's wrap wondering this bad boy up. This... Okay, last last one, last one, last one. <laughs> yes, yes, Dr. Funkenstein. This is why we want to do a movie podcast. Because I reckon we a movie podcast would go just as long as this one, if not longer. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Brother. Weekend fellas, my question this week is, do you like competition? If so, let's have some bloody competition. Jimbo, stop hiding behind your damn European bureaucratic shills and get stuck in the muck with Spence and Saltine Nadella. Um, that's it. It wasn't even a question. It was just a comment. Yeah. So, yeah. I, well, do we like competition? Yes, we do. It's great. We do. We do I, like it. On that note, for a way longer than I thought it would ever possibly go for podcast 
is coming to a close. We'd like to thank everybody in the chat for hanging out and being cool. Um, love you guys. There was one last super chat from Tenant OVB who says, thanks oh, for it? a great show. Yes, thanks for a great show. God bless you. Um, and, oh, there was one way, way back that I don't think we missed. We missed it completely, which was, I made the universe for fun. He's <laughs> talking about batteries. He said lithium. Oh, is- yeah. <laughs> Hint. Look at lithium on the periodic table. It's one of the lightest elements. Any other element would make much heavier batteries. So there you go. We we missed that, but yes. But they did they did start to look at carbon batteries. I think is a thing and charging carbon very quickly, which is also quite light. But yeah, folding anyway. carbon nanotubes. Yes, that's the one. No more podcasting now. It is time for bed. We wish you all the best. Love you lots, everybody. And, Where is uh, that movie? I can't stop him. We'll see you next time. Someone say ciao for now. Ciao for now.